Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday, 27th of July, last day of the week. Thunderstorms deluged with rain, I wish. I reckon we'll just have little piddly bits everywhere, which is okay. But it is going to be, they say, the hottest day of the year, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And then somebody wrote in and go, yeah, bunch of woozies. Which is great, actually. I'm assuming that's some sort of uh, peculiar spelling. And it's from somebody saying, 35 degrees is a normal day here in Perth. Well, we're not in Perth, girly boy, are we? We're in London, where it's not a normal day. And I don't believe you're in Perth at all. I think you're one of these people sort of hiding under your duvet. Uh, Abdul's at work, listening on a night shift security. And Waj is locked into the spike Again, which is how it should be. So hot, 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 hot. Fill your fridge with water. I filled it. I managed to drink a litre of milk yesterday. It was ice cold milk and it was particularly nice. Five hour queues at the Eurotunnel. Must have driven them mad. Imagine sitting there for five hours. The worst thing about... And also there's roadworks going on all over the place. Little bits of roadworks. Stop it. Stop it now. It doesn't need doing. You're just doing it to faff around. This is blooming councils again. Cliff Richard, good news. 850,000, I think, approximately from the BBC. This is to go towards uh, the cost of his uh, his brief, as it were. And I think there's more to come. I think there's more to come. So don't think that Cliff gets to trouser £850,000. He's got bills to pay. He's got bills to pay. He had to go and defend himself, if you please, which must have cost a severe amount of money. So he's getting it back from the BBC. They're sharing it with the police in Yorkshire. I believe, as well. And then there was rumour that they were going to take it further in appeal, and somebody said, no, you can't. They've been turned down on appeal. Why don't you just pay it, admit you screwed up big time, and back off? You know, because you're making yourselves look very, very stupid. If the former chairman of the BBC governor says, don't even bother, Mr Patton said that, you know, you'd be a fool to take it further. Because the British public are turning against you. They're dumping your programmes like there's no tomorrow, aren't they, really? Uh, Spectacular uh, re-emergence of Sir Paul McCartney from me to you. Returning to the cavern, sort of, because it's not the cavern, is it? It's a a, a replica of the cavern. They go, oh, it was so nice to see him back where he started his career. Not in this place he didn't. The place that was the original cavern is, is part of a car park. They saved a few of the bricks and little bits like that. But nobody nobody bothered Maybe, why would you bother to save it? They go, oh, the Beatles started in a cavern. I'm sorry, you know, before the uh, before everybody got really famous and mega famous, the cavern was uh, was due for demolition. It was just another building. They do it in London all the time. Every time you go around London, there's always somebody pulling something down. You go, I'm sorry, didn't that used to be? There was a cinema in Ealing. I remember years ago, a very old cinema, very very old cinema, very small. And I remember seeing it boarded up, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then the next minute, it'd been demolished completely, so they could put up yet more shops. Ealing. Oh, God. Uh, also, what have we got? Oh, we're looking we're looking for a black cab driver. He's in all the papers today. This particular black cab driver, I mean, he must be a bit simple. If he doesn't realise he's been caught on CCTV, I believe names have already gone in to the Metropolitan Police. He's pictured parking the, the, uh, the, the cab, going round, dragging a customer who was in the back who was unconscious... Dragged him out by his legs so his head hit the floor. Dragged him out, dropped him in the middle of the road and drove off without realising this thicko that they've got his number on the back of his cab. You can see it quite clearly. All the police have got to do. But as I say, enough people have recognised him. And uh, so expect a little bit later on today, pal, 
I think you'll be losing your licence very quickly. What, are you stupid? It's London. There's a, there's a, I mean, what do they call them? CCTVs on every corner. I've got them in the studio. I've got one. Producer's got one. There's one out in the corridor. There's one, they're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. I'd forgotten about the one behind me, actually. But um, yesterday, I, I turned around, oh, yeah, camera in the studio. So this, uh, this, this cab driver, it doesn't matter what, what went on. You don't dump somebody in the middle of a road. You're not fit for purpose. But as I say, the police have got some names they'll be looking at. So that'll be quite nice. Then the dumbing down of the royal family. As I say, this is the beginning of the end as far as I'm concerned. I thought the whole idea of the royal family was that they were so antiquated it was great. Now you've got Meghan Markle, a very average actress, uh, kissing her husband at a public event. They don't do that. I'm sorry, Meghan. We're not that cheap over here. You might be. But we don't do that. She's kissing. At one point, there's some bloke who's standing there waiting to get his award going, thing, and she starts kissing Harry. I mean, you know, obviously in your business, you know, snogging's a bit cheap and a bit trashy, but not in the royal family, thank you very much indeed. Dear me, honestly, what is going on? Dreadful. Uh, the speedboat. A bloke goes out on a, a date on a speedboat. Unfortunately, um, a girl dies. She falls overboard. He only bought the boat so he could pull women. Anyway, he's, uh, he didn't turn up in court to be found guilty. He's on the run. Let me just advise you, sir. Give yourself up very quickly because all they'll do is just get you. They will find you. They will find you. Somebody's going to dob you in probably today, I should imagine. And also, you'll never guess this one. Killers, paedophiles, class A drug dealers and arsonists. Who have they all tried to join over the last 12 months? The Scout Association. The Scout Association. Unbelievable. I mean, you can understand killers, Class A drug dealers and arsonists, but not paedophiles joining the Scout movement. Luckily, they were they were declined. We found another person from uh, from Grenfell. Well, they're not from Grenfell. They just uh, wanted a share of the money. It's amazing how thick some people are. They've had quite a few in court recently, haven't they? One woman, the last one, four and a half years in prison for pretending that she lived at Grenfell Tower. Piece of filth. You never lived at Grenfell Tower. She lived 14 miles away. She thought she could get away with it. I'd have sent her to prison for 40 years, but that's just me. And a, ma- a blind man of 82 faces having his guide dog taken away because it's too fat. That's the trouble with those guide dogs, isn't it? They know that you can't see them. So they just eat as much as they can. And uh, But although I've never seen fat guide dogs. <laughs> well, I don't think I have, actually. Campo de Gino gets his own TV show. Sounds like a recipe of a disaster. Uh, so here we have the oh god go away we're so bored with Gino De Campo as I say you know if if we didn't have that two year in prison spell I'd have gone for it forty seven degrees says Mervyn in San Antonio Texas but I've uh, I'm AC is that the same as DC you, you just one half of it you're telling me you're bisexual because I don't I don't really know if somebody says to me I'm AC I'm assuming you know that means you know, that sort of swingy swingy you know kind of thing uh, he says why does the UK struggle with extreme weathers. Well, you kind of answered your own question. Extreme weathers. We don't have weather like this. You know, I mean, in Japan, they don't have it either. And about 40 people have died already. They're now saying the uh, those fires in Greece started deliberately. Once they found out, and they will find somebody out, there's going to be some serious mess going on, I believe. Uh, another one here, uh, which says, I'm texting from St Mary's Hospital where yesterday I had my uh, cancerous prostate removed. Started at nine and finished at one. Everything went well. How do you know? How do you know it went well? They might have left things inside you. There could be all sorts of things. They might have had a good laugh and all that kind of stuff, because people go, it all went well. They always say at the end of the operation, you notice, even on mine, they go, went well. And I go, oh, good. Even when I had the cataracts done, 
He said to me after, he said, very successful. I went, oh, good. Is he just saying that? But no, they were absolutely right. It was very good. So uh, Carlit says, everything went well. I couldn't sleep a wink. So I'm listening as always to LBC. I know. The trouble is hospital beds are boring. I had to lie them on after the stents were done. And to be honest with you, I was so bored. All I wanted, all I wanted was ice cold water. And the water machine just dispensed lukewarm water. So if ever I won a lot of money on the lottery, I'd be buying cold water machines and paying for two years to have it cold water delivered because that's what you want in bed in this weather I know we all think about it after we go oh I wish I'd done this I wish I'd done that but you can't do anything about it but I did go out yesterday I got back and I was out for lunch with a friend of mine and uh, and we said it was so hot in this place <laughs> we were sitting there and we were practically dripping onto the fish and chips it was all a bit a bit yucky but it was so hot let me get back in the car I put the air conditioning on of course the first thing is it blows out hot air and the person I was with went, it's hot air, it's hot air, it's hot air. And I went, listen, just shut the door. It'll, it'll, it'll modify itself. Of course it did. It was all fine. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, the cinema was the Walpole. The Walpole, dating back to 1910, known as the Flea Pit, says Nigel. The Flea Pit. They were all called the Flea Pit. Why? Because they had fleas. Because they had fleas. That's why they were called the Flea Pit. I remember it vividly. I remember thinking to myself, how can they be allowed to, to get rid of that? A letting a, uh, agency has been... Uh, been probed because of an advert offering university students dirt cheap rent, provided you offer special favours. A friend of mine once, she moved into a flat, she found it in the paper, and the bloke who was renting thought that she'd be prepared to sleep with him in return, and she told him uncertainly, in no uncertain terms, where to get off. And, and he said, well, you'll have to go then. And he got rid- So obviously he finds people who put out. He's a dirty old pervert. He really is. Anyway, I think she reported him to the police, so that's good news. Singer Demi Lovato considers going back to rehab after her... Why don't you just move in, dear? Because you need to stay in there until you're better. You can't just pop into rehab and go, uh, OK, that's fine, I'll just have egg and chips this morning, and then I'll go home. No, 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 you need to stay there until you're better. Because so many people go to rehab and it's just a load of old cobblers, isn't it? Then they, they come out and then they start doing exactly the same thing they did, which got them into rehab in the first place. Oh, dear. The speeding singer. It's Brian McFadden, so take it loosely. Uh, he apparently is about to be banned from driving and his uh, lawyer is pleading because he has to do uh, gigs up and down the country. And the magistrate said, well, get a taxi. Seems fair enough. Silly old Brian, honestly. Fergie thanks the NHS for saving... You see, I'd, I'd forgotten it was, it was Ferguson. I thought it was Sarah Fergie, you know, that dreary waste of space in the royal family, who's going to be there at St George's uh, Chapel in Windsor, sitting in the front. The last time there was a wedding, she got shoved at the back, basically with the people pointing out where all the toilets were. And uh, this time she's going to sit right at the front, because, you know, Prince Philip hates her. Hates her to pieces. The only person who seems to like her are her two ghastly children and her even more ghastly husband. So uh, apparently this is going to be the wedding of all weddings. People are queuing up to try and find tickets for it. Are they really? Are they really? In a useless waste of space? I don't think so. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, I quite like the idea of... of Oh, uh, Robbie Williams and another peculiar outfit. Is it because he's a bit of a show-off all of a sudden? His wife said, listen, you look a bit bland, Robbie, and you're a bit dull anyway, so uh, let's start putting you in some very sort of gay-looking clothing, and then we'll sort of go out there and we'll be seen out all over the place. He's only a, a judge. You wait till you, They're filming this thing already, so you wait till you see it. Uh, Brooklyn Beckham is in talks over a fashion deal worth two and a half million quid. Also, Brooklyn Beckham. This is a man who can't take a photograph and can't make a cup of coffee. So now he's going to be a fashion icon with his own fashion label. It's pathetic, isn't it, really? There's something bizarre about the whole Beckham family. 
It's all going to go pear-shaped in a few years. Uh, Tom Jones is feeling better and is back on tour. Who's the best TV double act in a... Please don't write in. I've got a list for you. And uh, if you fancy the Spice Girls, and somebody does, there's a, a new... Uh, exhibition. 7,300 Spice Girls items. I don't realize there were that many items around, but there are. And Mary Ellis has died. Mary was the woman who paved the way for female pilots. She was 100 and something, I think, then 101 or something. Died on the Isle of Wight. Lovely, lovely lady. Uh, Ray says it started raining in Pembury. Don't tell lies. It's not. I'm looking at the cameras. There's no rain in Kent at all. Somebody was phoning up earlier. Where were they saying it was raining? Ipswich. What a load of old codswallop. I'm looking at the cameras. Ipswich, bone dry. In fact, even on my screen, it's got all the uh, the towns and everything else. It goes, says it, bone dry. Ipswich, driest of them all. You know, and Pembury, no chance. No chance. Ridiculous, honestly. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. What's the date today? What's the date? 27th. Oh, right. That's OK. So I'm just checking when my godchildren are back tomorrow. <laughs> I have to check these things on a Friday. Uh, so there's a little girl in the paper today, poor little soul. She's been turned away from A&E. Twice she's got chicken pox, but it's the worst chicken pox you've ever seen. I mean, seriously bad. I feel so sorry for it because, you know, when you're young, you have to get through all these illnesses, the chicken pox, mumps, whooping cough, German measles, measles, all the other things that you can collect. What else did I get? There was about six of them, and I was so glad, because when you get them later in life, it's a bit more dangerous than uh, than normal. Dolly Parton plans to uh, return nine to five. They're going to reunite everybody. And so you've got her and Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. 38 years on. 38 years on. I can't remember how old Dolly Parton is now, but I think she's into her 72, 73, something like that. And so they're going to do it again. But on the big screen, they can airbrush and they can do all sorts of wonderful things to make people look even younger. It doesn't until you see them in the flesh, you suddenly realise they are a little bit older than you thought they were in the first place. So uh, so that's quite uh, that's quite good. I don't know if I'm going to want to see it. I can't remember if I was that excited. It's only because it had the song, I stumbled down the field and I'm feeling down the pitching and I'm feeling a cup of ambition. Folks like me keep going from nine to five, working nine to five. Dolly Parton still does it in the act. And I, I will always love you. I'm married. I'm married. And, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I wrote a song about Jolene. And Jolene was this girl at the bank and she had her sights set on my husband, in which case we all laughed. And, uh, and she goes, but she never got him. She said, and every so often I look over at that, that big boy sleeping and a snoring in the chair. And I think, where is Jolene when you need her? She always tells that story. It always makes it sound a little bit sort of fantastic. We grew up in the Smoky Mountains in one little cabin. And, you know, I was I was plucking my guitar and I was singing my little songs all around. And then and then I got an erection. Uh, my, my father uh, said that they put up a statue to you in in the town down the road. And he was mighty pleased about it. But he never told me that. And then folks told me later when my puppy died uh, that he used to go down there every night with a bucket and a sponge and wipe off what the pigeons would do on the statue all day. <laughs> It was quite sweet. Half of uh, young adults are taking Class A drugs. Are they? I'm a young adult. I don't do Class A drugs. Uh, also, the moped rider, he had a, a person on the back of it who was dying of stab wounds. He just dumped him off in the middle of the road. He's dead, incidentally. And uh, the moped rider, nowhere to be seen. Hilarious. McDonald's is testing a barista service. God, do you think they have enough time to do that? Hello, can I help you? Um, I'd like, can I help you? Can I help? Can I help anybody? Can I help anybody? Hello, hello. Um, can, can you explain to me a flat? What? Go on, annoy them all today. 
go in there and go, sorry, could you explain a flat white? A flat... And when you finish that one, do... And, and a mocha? Which, what, what does a mocha contain? You know, you could stand there for ten minutes. It would drive them mad. I prom- They'd have you ejected from McDonald's. I promise you, they'd have you ejected if you stood there asking about all the drinks because they'd know you were time-wasting. Um, so that's quite good. Oh, we've got a story about a hedge later on, which is not so good. And... Um, Oh dear, I'll tell you. Actually, I, th- I thought there was a load in the papers. I don't think there is. It's, it's mainly Demi Lovato sort of talking about maybe she should go back to rehab. And I'm saying, yes, you should go back to rehab. Uh, Mary Ellis, we liked her. The grandmother, who's been very uh, vocal about the fact her knee operation's been, been cancelled. Like loads of other people, they've had operations cancelled. You just have to get on with life. You know, oh, it's ruined my life completely. Well, I mean, come on. Well, you know, why are people so bloody ungrateful? Seriously. All right, they've cancelled it. At some point, it will come back on again, and then you can have your operation. And then, mind, you know, then you might be a little bit more kindly disposed towards the NHS. Uh, Bojo's wife has packed her bags. I thought it was his grandmother. No idea it was Boris Johnson's wife. He's always seen with such much younger people. And uh, he's finally moving out of the uh, Foreign Secretary's uh, residence. Because he's not Foreign Secretary. Good news is that Tom Jones is feeling better and he's back on tour. Well, slowly, he's easing himself into it, which is, uh, which is good news. And uh, who's going to go to the Spice Girls exhibition? Loads of people will go there. Trouble is, it wasn't that long ago, was it? It really wasn't that long ago. So most of the stuff, you'll, you'll know about it. Here we go. There's a storm in, uh, in Onga. Thunder and lightning in Epping, says Kim. Honestly, it's just ridiculous. This, we're going back to the same story of, you know, when are they ever going to find the Titanic? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. The storm's not going to arrive till this afternoon. John the Cabby says, went to see Joe Pasquale in Some Mothers Do Have Them yesterday. Ridiculously funny. If ever a part was made for someone, this is it. Must make the West End. Well, that's what he's hoping. That's what he's hoping. Because he would love to come into the West End next year with it. it is, it's tailor-made for Joe Pasquale. It's his sort of slapstick... Silly, silly show, but hilarious at the same time. So that's good news. Shane, the answer is no, no new DVDs. Have I? Oh, no, I nearly bought the Bunny Rabbit one. What was the Bunny Rabbit one that we've seen? Is that... I can't remember. It's just got a picture. It's a cartoon, I think. And it's got bunnies in it. Might be in Mr McGregor's garden. It could be Peter Rabbit or something. I don't know. I wasn't particularly... Anyway, to cut a long story short, I didn't buy it. I thought, what's the point of buying something? I'm never going to... I thought, I'll buy it, and then I... And when am I going to watch it? I've got I've got so many DVDs that I've not even watched at uh, the moment that I need to sort of wait and sort of try and do uh, catch up. Uh, also, uh, the beachy bonus, five hundred million pounds, because you're all going to be going to the beach, aren't you? Because all the kids are on holiday, so all the parents are going. I tell you what, do you want to go to the beach today? Yeah, yeah, want to go to the beach today. And so what they do is everybody piles into the car, make sure you get enough petrol. My car started making a noise. If it if it if it's running out of petrol, it's getting close. Bing 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 bing, bing 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 bing. So annoying. It's like people you get on the bus, and you push the button so it goes bus stopping, which will means it'll stop at the next stop, and then somebody else will push it, and then just as it's pulling up, somebody else pushes the button. You know who these people are? They're the people with their silly little headphones shoved in the side. I'd screw them in there with super glue. What oh, a disaster the other day. Disaster. I've got a hook in the kitchen. It's glued to the wall. It's one of these. You can put it on the wall and then you can take it off again. Uh, well, I don't need to wait for that. Um, and I put a bag on there. You know these 10p bags you get from M&S or Waitrose or wherever else it is? And, uh, and I put that on and use it as a rubbish bag. 
And so I fill it up. Anyway, I filled it up so heavy the other day. When I, when I, um, when I sort of wandered into the kitchen the other day, it's all over the floor. The whole bag has <laughs> it's ripped the thing off the wall. So I've super glued it up there. It ain't going anywhere, let me tell you. <laughs> Just something else to it. I couldn't believe I was standing there at like 11.30 at night with the vacuum cleaner going... <laughs> so annoying. I'll have to empty that later on today. Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, the surprise gig at the club where the Beatles started. Well, they didn't. What a load of old lies. load of lies. This isn't the cavern. This is over the road from where the cavern was. The cavern was filled in to make way for a car park. But uh, during the show, only announcing yesterday, only announced yesterday morning, he belted out classics like Sergeant Pepper, Love Me Do and Obladee. But they probably never performed those anyway at the cavern. But this is not the cavern. They say the temperature top 40 degrees. Masha, uh, Masha, said Liverpool cavern, two words which go together well. Yeah, well, they would have done if this was the cavern. But it isn't the cavern. There's a few bricks from it and that's about it. It's just made up. It's a tourist thing. You know, somebody makes money out of it. But it certainly wasn't the place where they used to play, which was over the road, unless they were completely off their... uh, Anyway, Um, illegal homes, one cause of the Greece fires. Cliff Richard to be paid 850000 over the privacy by the BBC. And I think uh, the police as well are going to be contributing. And also Justice Mann will hear a separate trial to decide how much Sir Cliff should get for loss of earnings and other costs. For loss of earnings for, for Sir Cliff Richard... You know, because bearing in mind, this 850000 that'll be going to his lawyers. They want peace. He's got bills to pay. You know, we're not saying that Cliff is poor in any way, but you can't just go around making up things about people and then basically portraying him so badly that, you know, the poor man has to try and rescue himself back again. His sleep went out the window, all sorts of things, because he was so sort of ill with it that they that somebody, the BBC, who basically, he must be buying a TV licence. He's funding this garbage. He's funding this garbage from the BBC. The newsroom who think, oh, it's the BBC. <laughs> Have you ever seen such a waste of money in your entire life? Not easy, is it? Even yesterday, the weather woman from, from the breakfast programme, they send off. What a waste of money. Why don't you just do away with Carol Kirkwood and just put up a thing that says, today it's going to be hot. What a waste of space. But there again, most of the BBC is a waste of space. Nobody can manage to do a week's work, if you notice, on their breakfast programmes. They can't do a week's worth. And then, strangely enough, there was an interview with... Um, who used to do the breakfast show on Radio 1? Nick. Nick somebody. Nick Grimshaw, he does an interview with, like, the Radio Times, I thought, what, for being a failure? For killing the audience stone dead? And now they've shoved him onto the afternoons, so he can kill that audience stone dead. They're doing an interview with him. I thought, The trouble is with the BBC, they don't like to accept anything, do they? They will not accept the fact that they're ever wrong. With the BBC. Sorry? With the BBC. Well, you're wrong. Absolute wrong. Waste of time and money. Waste of time and money. Close it down. Let them go commercial. That'll be interesting, won't it? Then you'll see where it all goes to. Cool. Crikey. Uh, also, did you see the um, the pictures that were posted by... Um, who's that bird going broke? Oh, Jordan. And, um, and, and she'd been sent some freebies from Love Island for her children, with one of the names spelt incorrectly. I mean, even funnier. So you knew it was a freebie. And then she thanked the company that sent it to her. But she gave the stuff, it was from Love Island, to a four-year-old. I mean, really... I don't think that's correct, is it? Not a, not not the right thing to do. Uh, lots of pictures of uh, Meghan and Harry kissing. Why don't you just rip her clothes off and make mad, passionate love to her in the middle of a polo field? You might as well. You've dumbed it down enough so far. What is going on? You don't do this sort of kissing. 
If you're going to do any kissing in public, it's just on the cheek. Not lippy stuff with... Mm, that. No. No, it's wrong. You're supposed to be a member of the royal family because Meghan could never be a member of the royal family. But the good news is that the TV chiefs have banned any members of her family from Strictly or Dancing on Ice. They've said, basically, we don't want any of this sort of trailer trash turning up on the television. And they are a little bit of an embarrassment for her. But now she's started snogging. She, she says to him, I really love you. Can't wait to get you home. And, and he's going, wait a minute, we're doing polo. There's going to be cameras here. Come on, let's give them something to look at. You know, and, that's, and, it's, and you think to yourself, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be a member of the royal family. But the Queen's sitting there going, God help us, honestly. How much more dumbing down can we have? Apparently Charles did it with Diana, but it was all tight. This looks like he's he's got his eyes closed for a start. That's a serious kiss. That's tongues and probing your fillings. That's what that is. And and I'm thinking, oh, tacky, tacky, but that's Americans for you. It's snowing in Twickenham, says Miriam. Well, that I know is factually correct because I'm looking at our cameras at home. We've got 20 cameras at home and I can see the flakes of snow. From here, which is lovely, actually. And uh, if you're not too careful when you're older, the chicken pox can return as the terrible shingle, says Jim, as it never leaves the body but lays dormant. Not me. Nothing gets me. I do, all my stuff is sort of, it sort of burns and stuff like that, actually. But yesterday it was so hot. So hot. And we moan about it. And why do we moan about it? Because we, uh, we, we just do. And uh, also we can see on the cameras that Hull, that Hull, doesn't actually exist anymore. It's just gone. Just vanished. What a muck. Can you imagine if you had the power to go round and if you didn't like a particular place, you could just wave a wand and it vanishes to be replaced by fields. Yeah, Black Blackpool would be gone immediately. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine trying to get rid of Blackpool? That shouldn't be too difficult, actually. And the people round there would be so shocked, they'd be like, because uh, they wouldn't really know what was going on. But it is a ghastly place, honestly. It was Years and years ago, it was great. And then all of a sudden, the lower denominational took over there. And they've got, oh dear, I mean, they've got, seriously, big signs. Hot and cold running water down the walls. You know, they've got hanging baskets in the middle of winter. Plastic flowers. Seriously, little lights in the middle of the window. Like, oh God, cheap tatty curtains. And people stay there. People stay there. Mind you, I suppose when you're young, if you're a kid, you're going to Blackpool. You don't really care about Blackpool. You just want to go and dig and make sandcastles. And I'm now late for the news, which doesn't help. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. 25 minutes to five. Nice to have your company. Maybe the gent in Ipswich was right. I'm in Colchester. I can hear the distant rumble of thunder. And yes, the bin men have been this week. So it's not that, says Ray. Uh, Graham says thunder and lightning at Downham Market in Norfolk. There was a song called Thunder and Lightning, wasn't there? Thunder and lightning. Peter from Muswell Hill. Big lightning have started. And uh, and Mark says, can I call in sick? It's too hot. I don't think I've ever called in sick because it was too hot. You get, I got weary. I got weary because it was sort of the heat. And uh, and, and I sort of thought, oh, don't be such a wuss. Don't be such a wuss. And then yesterday, I thought I was at the station. They were going, don't forget, there's going to be some disruption from RMT. I thought, yeah, of course there is. You know, typical, isn't it? So people are going to be frustrated and take it out on people and it's going to be there's going to be all sorts of scenes next week down at Waterloo Station because I think four out of every ten trains will not be running. But they've said they're going to make an effort. It's always us that suffers, though, isn't it? Nothing to do with us. We just get the one shafted in the back by the RMT all the time, all the time. I don't know why. What have we done? In fact, if we weren't travelling, RMT wouldn't even have a job. It's only because we're travelling and paying wages, and that's how we get treated. Steve, loving living in uh, NI. What's that? Oh, Northern Ireland. Oh, Northern Ireland. 
Cool breeze and light rain earlier whilst you're sitting there sweating like Diane Abbott in an episode of Countdown. I think just like Diane Abbott anywhere, really. I don't think it makes it... House of Commons fairly popular. I'm not sweating. I'm in an air-conditioned studio. I'm down to about minus, minus 15 or something. I don't know what it is. But you, you couldn't work. One of our sister stations around the corner, have uh, they have lots of people, lots of people... In the studio, I mean, there must be about seven people doing the uh, the breakfast show over there. And actually, just in case Joe Lyons is listening, I'm booked in at nine in the opposite studio. I just thought I'd say that now because sometimes you have, because you have to book studios out because there's so many people coming in. You know, I've had to lie and say I'm in Love Island or going on to Love Island. I'm going to be the sort of the embarrassment. And uh, yeah, so in case you're listening, Joe, which you might be at this time of the morning, a little bit early probably for you, but I'm going to be in the next studio at nine. Only for 30 minutes. Uh, Steve, had Kentucky Fried Chicken yesterday. Haven't had it in ages. I love it. Do you know, we nearly had it yesterday. We were going out. We went for fish and chips. Sitting down fish and chips, not standing up in newspaper fish and chips. And, uh, and we passed the Kentucky. A friend of mine said, oh, can we do Kentucky? I said, well, strange enough, I was thinking of pulling in. But you can't pull into a Kentucky with a car like mine. I mean, people think you're a drug dealer or something. It look ridiculous. And what is it? Must be a drug dealer. Must be. But it was too, where we were sitting was so hot. It was just ridiculous. Uh, too good to be forgotten. Those great double acts from the, uh, from, from the soaps. You know, Steve MacDonald and Eileen Grimshaw for Corrie. They've been together for 18 years. 18 years. Peggy Mitchell and Pat Butcher. 21 years. 1991 to 2012. Harold Bishop and Lou Carpenter in Neighbours. 20 years. Deirdre Barlow and Blanche. Do you remember? 35 years. I can't believe she's, st- she's not here anymore. In fact, actually, uh, Maggie Jones died suddenly at the age of 75. Uh, that was Blanche. And Anne Kirkbride, who played Deirdre, died of cancer six years later, aged just 60. Way too young. And, of course, the one thing that was unique about her, she never wore glasses. They were fake, like Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe doesn't wear glasses. Uh, and also, and the, the reason they've actually done this is because basically they're bone idle. And uh, secondly, Doc Cotton and Dr Leg are to be reunited in Albert Square. So uh, we'll have to watch carefully. She's 91 and Leonard Fenton is 92. Uh, also, Paddy Kirk and Marlon Dingle, 21 years. Charlie Fairhead and Duffy from Casualty. They've run 32 years together. Henry Wilkes and Amos Brearley. I thought they did you think they were a gay couple? Nay, nay, Mr Wilkes. And you go, I'm sorry, two old boys who've got a pub together, quite definitely gay. I mean, that, I mean it's called the Woolpack. Might as well have been called Fairies at Dingley Dell or something like that. But uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, I think they're both dead, actually. They were behind the bar until 1991 when Amos... Retired to Spain. Arthur Pentler, who played Henry, died of a heart attack later that year. But I always used to like to think that they were a gay couple because they just, they didn't, nobody, they didn't do any sort of smutty talk about women or anything like that at all. So I thought they, I thought they were nice. Uh, Gary Hobbs and Minty Peterson, five years. This is, uh, this is for EastEnders. And Norris Cole and Rita Sullivan, 19 years. Rita Sullivan, honestly. Charlie Fairhead. Oh, done that one, haven't we? And uh, Paddy Kirk. Yeah, so th- those are the ones. But I think Dr. Leg and uh, and uh, Doc Cotton, I think. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. I love it. Absolutely love it. Completely. Uh, losing my knee operations ruined our lives. This is grand. Disabled grand and her husband left devastated after a knee operation was axed. Listen, so they get axed here. 
What do you mean left devastated? It ruined your lives. I'm sorry about that. That's the way it goes, isn't it? They obviously don't see it as that important. Her husband says we've been let down by the NHS. No, you've been let down by cuts to the service, not the NHS. You know, I hate it when people, you know, attack the NHS, who work bloody hard every day. There's people now getting surgeries ready. The operating theatres will be scrubbed out. I was watching this A&E programme the other night where they had somebody who was going in for angiogram and all the rest of it, and they didn't have a hospital bed. They didn't have a hospital bed. They were, they were fully chock-a-block. So somebody complains about, you know, uh, a knee operation, axed in the column replacement surgery, and uh, it's just tough. You know, we just have to roll over and smile and go, well, hody harm, hody harm, it's not going to work this time around, but don't worry, I'm sure there'll be something, you know, which, which sort of comes along. Uh, they've said they, they've offered to do the, the ops if we can pay £8,000 per knee, Obviously, then the BMI doesn't matter all of a sudden. Well, you know, that you can always get something done for free. I can either wait for my cataracts to be done on my left eye, uh, or I can pay and have it done. But as I've been paying into the NHS for years, you know, I don't mind waiting. I'm quite happy to wait. I'm very grateful. Ooh. Sorry, I had to have a slurp of my tea. Uh, Matt says it's nearly eight weeks without rain. Oh, God. I know what it's like, believe you me, I know what it's like. Had a big storm at 3.30am, Ely in Cambridgeshire, another on its way, praying it rains lots as I'm a farmer. Sorry, I don't know why I went into that one. As I'm a farmer and the potatoes need it badly. And uh, and here we go, Julia's gone. Ray is right, this is, this is Ray writing as Julia. Uh, saying, you know, it's been raining in Pembury near Tunbridge Wells. It's the same person, Julia and Ray, in, interchangeable. Julia at the weekends and Ray during the week. When he works as a police officer. Uh, Maureen in Gravesend says, we've had thunder and lightning and rain. Well, obviously you haven't had enough of it. Otherwise you'd be out there with buckets, wouldn't you? Filling it up. Can you drink rainwater? I don't, I mean, if you actually put out a bowl or a cup and it rained, could you then drink that water or is it not good for you? Because over in somewhere they've moved these rhinoceroses, rhinoceri, ten of them, to try and start a colony in another one of these parks abroad. Uh, one of these big national reserves and all the rest of it. Anyway, Within a short space of time, half of the of the rhinoceros are dead. The reason? The pools of water that are available to them have got too many certain chemicals in which have killed them. The only one that survived was eaten by lions. You imagine? Can't have been much fun, can it? Uh, also, you can drink... M- most rainwater's fine. Oh, OK, right. I've, I've, never, I've never thought about it. I mean, I'm, I've often... I've often seen sort of people, you know, on out on the Yorkshire Moors, and you've got a, a a river coming down, like a you know a stream kind of thing. And I think, could you drink that? Could you drink that? I mean, I'm, I mean, technically, yeah, unless it's got something really bad in it. Depends what people do in streams, is it really? But uh, no, I just just fancy the idea. It's like you can't drink seawater because it's too salty. It's that that would just be disgusting. But I wonder if you could purify, if you could put tablets in and purify it and turn it into drinking water. If so, we've got loads of seawater around, loads of seawater. All you've got to do is pump it out, purify it, and then send it on to somebody. Makes far more sense, doesn't it? 84850, uk. And uh, Sarah, thank you for mentioning NHS. Well, I'm sick to death, Sarah, of people not mentioning NHS workers. Seriously, I mean, I'd, I've had, I've been under the NHS and on top of the NHS and inside the NHS, you know, over, you know, many, many years. I have nothing but high praise. 
You know, and then somebody goes, oh, it's completely ruined her life. The NHS have... And you think, why don't you go down there and see what these people are doing and what they're having to work with? Seriously. People nick things from hospitals. People thieve. I'd have them taken out and shot. But anyway, she says, you need to leave home at 0500 to get the theatres ready at Bart's. Open art surgery starts at 8 and finishes at Lord knows when. Of course, I couldn't do it without Steve Allen to get me up every morning. You see, I mean, it's, it's a vacation. And at the moment, they've got a big drive on to try and get more people to become nurses. Because they're a, they're a happy little band. Seriously, I don't think, you know, if you were looking for friends and things like that, I don't think you'd be uh, sort of remiss if you went there and thought that you could start a new career as a nurse. Even if you're checking people in or doing trauma and booking people into that. And, you know, there's so many things you can do within the NHS. But I refuse to have anybody knocking it. It drives me mad. It really does. I'm I'm anti certain things and people knocking the NHS. All right. So some people have had not very good experiences, but then nothing is perfect. Uh, London Film and Comic Con is coming up. Do you want to know who the celebrities are? I'm sure you do. And I'll tell you who's going to be there because this one runs 27th to 29th of July at Olympia. Oto runs today. Was it 27th today? Yeah, starts today at Olympia. Uh, there's loads of famous people, so you can you know bump into your favourite celebs and then you get your picture taken, you pay for it, obviously, and, um, and then you've got a, your own personal souvenir. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday. It's the weekend. You put your feet up. You can walk around, start naked. Nobody cares. I mean, don't do it outside, obviously. Do it in the privacy of your own uh, your own home. If you start wandering out, it's going to be dreadful. And then they say, oh, Steve Allen said it was OK to do it. It is hot, though. Oh, it's terrible. A friend of mine just said, during a particularly entertaining magic hour yesterday. What was yesterday's magical hour? Was it roundabout hour? That's right. I was wondering, says this friend of mine, which is Dave more like in real life? Magic hour Dave or serious, incisive political Dave? So I thought I didn't know the answer to that. So I asked the producer and he thought that it was going to be magic hour Dave. So I'll be different and say it's the other one, the inside. Although actually it's not. He, he does have his political favourites and he has his political enemies. And um, what did somebody write to me? The, oh, somebody wrote to me the other day. It was so funny. And I, if only I could remember what it, what it said, but it was basically on the lines of, you know, you're the only presenter on LBC who doesn't talk about Nigel Farage. <laughs> and for why? Why would I be talking about Nigel Farage? I'm light ent. I'm light ent. I don't do Nigel Farage, who's uh, currently entertaining a nice young lady. He's trying to get her into, um, <laughs> get her into, um, um, anyway, another one here. It says, listening to your show, driving to the station in Wickford says Tom, who's in the Wickford. And it's been raining here too. Picture evidence of a puddle taken <laughs> taken live at the scene in Wickford. You've just put that water down there, haven't you? That's a wee-wee puddle. I know what a wee-wee puddle looks like. So they've had a bit of rain there. He said, have a good day. Oh, I'm not going to get excited over that tiddly amount of water, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Kevin says... Uh, at, uh, uh, at, hi, at Steve Allen Show, at LBC. Good news, Steve. Lots of rain forecast for Sunday. Umbrellas on the ready or just run out with excitement. I, I mean, I do have umbrellas. I'm not, um, not remiss in the umbrella department. After seeing the BBC Two documentary series Britain's Biggest Sewer the other night, trust me, you never want to touch Thames Waters, taps or otherwise. <laughs> the job some folks do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's drinking water out of taps. I don't do that. I would rather spend my last threepence on buying bottled water. Because I've, and I've got it in the fridge at the moment. I've got about eight bottles now. 
and uh, and it's all my frit because my fridge is working really well. It's everything. In fact, it's working better than I thought it was going to work. It's good. There's a desalination plant in Melbourne, says uh, Julia, not Ray. See, she doesn't know which which. Arthur or Martha again, <laughs> that was built due to drought, cost millions, but since it's been built, it's not stopped raining, so it's never been used. Uh, Ray is married to an Aussie, or it could be Julia married to an Aussie. They're so easy going, those Aussies, aren't they, honestly? Uh, by the way, I, I, I could be Julia tomorrow, I could be Ray. And the Australians go, oh, that's good, best of both worlds. Uh, do you get photos on texts we send, says Sandy? Uh, no. No, 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 no. I don't have that, that system here. Yeah, you have to email them. If you email them, then I can see them, but I can't see them on the other thing at all. Uh, the reason says Dave, uh, who's in Leeds, says I wear headphones on the buses so I don't have to listen to some jerk blathering on about their life story or Love Island. I mean, it's, I mean, we're always with people on their telephones everywhere I go. Tina says I'm fed up with seeing morons dragging their poor dongs along the boiling pavements in the heat of the day. No sign of a bag with them, hence no water for the pets. No, I know. A lot of shops, I'm delighted to say, put water out. Uh, so that dogs can grab a, a quick slurp. In Regent's Park, they do the same. They've got outdoor taps there with a bowl specifically for, for doggies. Uh, Steve, just taking a walk outside to Sandy. No rain in Peterborough. My bedroom is now 30 degrees. So hot. Got an overhead fan, but not helping. No, it, I don't think there is any, any help at all. London Film and Comic Con. Meet the stars. Val Kilmer is going to be there from uh, Batman. Well, I say he's going to be there. They say uh, guests charged for autographs are subject to work commitments and not signing all the days. So, But these are the people who would be signing. But they might not be there every single day. Peter Capaldi, Stephen Seagal, Good Lord. Megan Fox, uh, James Kahn, Matthew Modine, Peter Weller, John Schneider... Well, it's quite a lineup, isn't it? Really, uh, who else have we got? Ray Park from Star Wars, uh, Aidan Turner, Poldark, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, and Game of Thrones, Meatloaf, David Jakovny, cracking, Tony Robinson from Blackadder, uh, Shane Rimmer, Thunderbirds, Richard Wilson, One Foot in the Grave, and a whole host of other people. But they might not be there all the time, and they might not always be signing. Okay, but you will have to pay for a photograph. Okay, that's that's the rule of how London Film and Comic Con works, and that's how some of these these people make their money. So you have a picture taken, and you could pay. Depends who it is, you know. If you're looking for a really good picture, I'm. I mean, I don't know. Let me just guess and say twenty five quid. You know, could be anything up to about fifty, sixty, if not more. If it's a really big star, because you're never going to get these things again, are you? You only ever get to see them at these uh, Comic Con get-togethers where people know all about it. Uh, what do we get to the people today? More people in bikinis. Very sexist, the papers. Full of girls in bikinis. Why not blokes in budgie smugglers? You know, make it marginally more entertaining for everybody. Uh, also, here we got here, the Love Island star teased over her Brexit boobs, because she was a bit thick, poses in a bikini after getting a couple of pointers from Nigel Farage. Ugh. God, honestly, there's nothing sicker, is there? Hayley Hughes was mocked for asking on the show if leaving the EU would mean we would have no trees. But apparently she, uh, she, uh, the ex-UKIP leader stood up for her. Of course he did. She's blonde. She's thick. I mean, come on, he could have a field day here. He's, uh, he's 54. He says, firstly, everybody's being really unfair on Hayley, saying she's stupid. Yep, she's stupid. She's stupid. Absolutely. 
He says, and secondly, I've spent my whole life on uh, on this, and even I don't have a clue what Theresa May is doing. But, I mean, honestly, she's sort of... She's desperate for publicity. Desperate. I mean, we are crawling up walls to get some publicity. And so she'll tell... Would you get your boobs out? So she's wearing... A, you know, her parents must be absolutely thrilled the way she's turned out. Brilliant. What a shame you've set the women's movement back about 500 years. Can't do anything by yourself. However, we found a cougar who's 66... And wait a minute, just have a quick check here. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, uh, she loaned her toy boy lover £500,000, like you do, to buy a flat. But she's now battling to get it back after he claimed he blew it all. Well, of course, he's a gigolo. That's what people you, want to, you give somebody £500,000, and uh, he says it was a gift. He says, full loving and intimate relationship. He spent it on online gambling, a bad gold deal, and a flash. Uh, watch. Mum of one, this lady here, is suing for the cash in the high court. The trouble is, it's a difficult one, that, isn't it? If I, if, if I give, just supposing, I give the, the producer a present at Christmas, would it be acceptable if after Christmas he moves on to another show for me to go, could I have that, uh, that present back again? He says no. I'm willing to fight it. Um, because it, it's a gift. It's been given as a gift with no stipulations. You don't go, here is a gift, but if you leave the programme, I'm getting it back. Because I don't think that works, does it? Once you've given somebody a present, you've given somebody a present. That's, that's what it is. It's theirs. It becomes part of their property. <laughs> Raining in Plymouth and only 20 degrees. Yeah, whatever. Actually, I've just adjusted the air con up here. I've pointed the... Um, things so they're on to me it's much better now now it's bloody freezing <laughs> freezing nice to see sir alex ferguson thanking the medics who saved his life in his first public appearance i mean he's 76 he looked in good health so he should be been through the nhs thank you very much indeed robbie williams just looks a bit vacant doesn't he he was going out with his wife the other day they're both reveling in the publicity that up until now they've been basic nobodies and now all of a sudden they're going to be on the uh, on the x factor Woo, wonderful uh, broke Mel B has been handed this million pound life flower thanks to Simon Cowell well he's just booked her as a judge there's nothing special and Megan and uh, Harry doing their eyes closed kissing and somebody's trying to interrupt should we do this thing here or are we just going to have sex in front of us it's ridiculous, I'm never saying like it don't do it anymore, she's dragging the royal family down used to be sort of something to look up to ever since the Queen Mother died it's all gone pear shaped terrible uh, Billy Bragg uh, ranting at Jews in a, in a Jezza row. I don't say. I heard people discussing that the other day on on LBC. We did it first in the morning, and uh, and it was uh, it was it was very interesting. All the all the Jewish press have come together. Have come together. Very interesting. A friend of mine, and uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm very excited by that news. Friend of mine. I should mention it to the producer. He'll be even more excited. Even more excited by the news. <sighs> I'd heard rumours too. Uh, there's a man here. He, he's, he, he gets on a plane. And um, for some reason, he'd been to a, a wedding uh, in Greece, I think. And he was on the 2am Jet 2 flight. But nobody else was on it because it was a brand new service. He was the only one. He said it was the best flight I've ever been on. Jet 2 said hopefully it was the perfect end to his holiday. They, of course, have got loads of publicity out of it now that they do a 2am flight. You see, it's, it, it costs them nothing, really. It costs them nothing. 
Uh, why do, says Lenny Halfwitz, keep writing in, telling us how long it hasn't rained for? Do you think we've been living on the moon or something? Mars. Mars. We're all moving to Mars. It's much better, Mars, isn't it? Much better. Because they, they've got a hidden lake and we can all go swimming in it. We've got to dig down to it. And uh, then we don't know if it's, if it's dangerous water. It could be acid. Might not be what we see as a lake. Might not be, you know, a lake of water which you can swim around it. I mean, there could be creatures in there. Could be all sorts of... I, mean, I don't even like to think about it. Don't even like to... Th- What's that? 444, four, four, 30 degrees out, 20... In 30... Oh. Where is that? Is that somewhere nice? Sandy in Peterborough. Wow. 23 degrees outside at the moment. Oh, it's going to be horrible. I'm going to be leaving here today just as the sun hits its zenith. And I'm going to be suffering quite badly. Uh, Johnny G says, torrential rain for the last five hours in Shooter's Hill. I'm worried about my orange, banana and pineapple trees in the garden. Fear not. Mine are fine. The coconuts this year have turned out a dream. An absolute dream. Rained on me too, says Paulio last night, for a minute only. I know, because I've been up all night suffering with heat after a long day at work. I I fell asleep at five o'clock. And a friend of mine phoned me and she said, oh, are you asleep? It's always that thing, isn't it? And you go, yeah. Because I, I wasn't really functioning. She said, all right, I'll phone you another time. I said, I'll speak to you tomorrow. I put the phone down. I thought, oh, God, I could climb to bed. So you have to go around blowing out the candles and all the rest of it. <laughs> climb into bed and you think, oh, I'm going to go. And then, gone. Beautiful. Uh, actually, what? Yeah, I love sleep. I sleep easy. I sleep e- I could. I could turn the lights off here, lie down on this floor and be asleep within a matter of seconds. I'm really good. I know it's very infuriating because a lot of people can't sleep. Oh, my cup's so cold. I'll have to move the air conditioning now. It's chilled my, my cup of tea down to cold tea. Right, coming up nor- uh, shortly, the news at five o'clock. Tom Jones feeling better and is back on tour. Uh, Bojo's wife packing her bags. Young Brooklyn, the one with all the tattoos, is apparently in talks over a fashion deal. Shouldn't take him too much to get that sort of money in America. They just go, look, he's in the papers every single day. Just give him a load of clothes to sell and he can do it. Uh, Robbie Williams... Bit of a disaster. Uh, the Spice Girls exhibition. 7,300 items. Mary Ellis dies. The Blind Man. The Letting Agency. And singer Demi Lovato. All of that and Steve Allen. It's too exciting. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday. I know. I know. Come the beginning of the week, last Monday, we thought we'd never make it, did we? And they went, oh, don't worry. There's going to be rain soon. And we're all going, oh, good. When? When? And they go, Soon? And you go, yes, we know soon, but when? And is it going to last? No, it's not going to last. All right. So today, loads of people have been sending me in pictures of puddles. Might have, could have been taken years ago, I don't know. You might have puddle pictures or something on the internet, proving that it's raining in certain parts of the country. But they've said by this afternoon we could see thunderstorms. And uh, I'm more than happy with that. Seriously, more than happy. doesn't bother me in the slightest. Years ago... Temperature of, of 37 today. So after you've had the thunderstorm and you go, oh, isn't that lovely? All of a sudden, <laughs> back with a vengeance. The sun returns. It's going to be one of those days, isn't it? We're going to be going out. I mean, I just can't bear it. How people survive. I mean, in America, they're all geared up for it because everybody's got air conditioning. I don't think I've ever stayed in Vegas where they don't have a hotel room that's not got air conditioning. It's standard. Built into everything. Over here, if you've got air conditioning, it's considered flash. They consider it being, you know, very extravagant. You go, not really. It kind of pays for it, especially if you've had air conditioning installed recently. I mean, a bit of a bonus for you, because all of a sudden you're probably laughing. Everybody else is sitting there going, it's too hot, it's too hot. 
And you're going, lovely and cool. I mean, at the moment, I'm sitting in a draught of cold air because I stood up a moment ago and I've moved the little flaps on the air conditioning thing and I've now aimed it at me, which means I'm now frozen to death. I mean, seriously, I've got nipples like organ stops. It's ridiculous at the moment. It's getting so so cold in here. But I can't complain because I complained about it being too hot outside earlier on. So I'm hoping today when I leave... I mean, I just wish that they made clothes which which sort of aerated themselves and they had fans in. So you put your clothes on and they were lovely. And co- Somebody said, why don't you leave your pants in the freezer? And I went, and the purpose for that would be what? Cold nether regions. I don't think so. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Might work for some radio stations, not this one. Uh, Stephen, ad just came on TV here um, in Sydney, a show with Peter Andre. I don't know what it's about. Something about a makeover? Oh, that'll be... That'll be Peter Andre's 300-day makeover. It used to be 20-minute makeover. It's now two weeks. It's the biggest pile of rubbish you'll ever see in your entire life. Little Peetsy, who looks like he couldn't bang in a nail without help from his parents, um, sort of wanders around being just a bit drippy. Um, and they've given him dungarees to wear to make him look like a builder. Well, Pete, as I say, couldn't pick up a paintbrush. He, he didn't know how to use a screwdriver a short while ago. It was very embarrassing. So you're obviously getting that that programme. I think it's been finished here. I think that they've suddenly realised that Peter Andre, at the age of 45, has passed his sell-by. He needs to find something else to do. I mean, perhaps get a shop, you know, a job in a shop or open up a gym or something. But he's, he's tried opening shops before and they don't work. And the reason they don't work is because if you're a celebrity, then you open a shop and so people go there and he'll be there well, like he did with his coffee shop. And they go, yeah, there's a coffee shop here. He then thinks that because he's Peter Andre, people will keep going to the cap, but he wasn't there all the time. In fact, he was hardly ever there at all. So eventually nobody goes. You know, if you want a coffee shop, we're going to go to a proper coffee shop. Not something that's been done, designed to part you from your money because you might bump into Peter Andre. So that's why it never works. Never works. That's why a lot of the shops in Brentwood have closed from the, the so-called Towie Brigade. They have to do it online because they don't do it. They can't be bothered. They're too bone idle. Too bone idle. Do you know now you can make more money if you go on to Love Island than you can if you do a doctorate? Seriously, it's, it's that embarrassing, really. But eventually it's going to implode. I say we had two in here the other day. I mean, you, you could pass them in the street. You wouldn't have the faintest idea who they were. Uh, Steve, it rained on me too. Uh, last night, suffering. Uh, that's uh, Bridget. And then yesterday you mentioned that your dad was a parachutist. Well, he had a parachuting badge. I don't know how it worked. There's a book about World War II aircrew that experienced life-changing events and they formed a special club. Oh, that's the guinea pig club. Yeah, I know what the guinea pig club is. I'm well aware of the guinea pig club. And um, and so that was the um, the people who had cosmetic surgery. It was the early cosmetic surgery. They'd been burnt and they'd had it. Very famous club. Very famous club. I don't know anything about the uh, the caterpillars. I don't. We've still got my dad's uniform. So um, I don't know. I have to find out. I don't think so. It was just the parachute, the wings. That's all I remember. Uh, bumper crop of mangoes this year. Do you know I love mangoes, but I only like the Indian mangoes, the ones which are the most expensive ones. They're absolutely the best. You can get mangoes really cheap. I, I mean, Paul Cooper. I think every so often he'll have a special offer: a box of mangoes, ten or twelve mangoes, for two quid. So if you're doing chutney on something like that, you can use these for, for chutney. But I like the Indian mangoes. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. And there used to be a bloke down at Richmond, down the road from me. And, um, and he used to sell coconuts. He used to have a big pile of coconuts on his stand down by the river. And he'd just take a machete. 
and slice the top off and stick a straw in and give you... And it was, but Of course, I'm lucky because I like coconut water. A lot of people don't like it. I think it's sort of too sort of... Tastes a bit sort of... But I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Steve, the weather is getting very depressing. I can't wait till it goes away in August. I don't think it's going to go away in August. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to go away full stop. I think that we're going to have this for years to come. It's going to get... Uh, it's going to get really bad and you better get used to it like you know if you live in florida then you will be used to having heat waves you walk out of there and you can be absolutely covered in sweat absolutely covered in sweat and i think that's what it's going to be like over here so very shortly i mean the growth industry to go into air conditioning air conditioning would have to be the way forward and i think you'll find a lot of flats and houses now will have it built in because people just expect it in places so uh you watch. Next year, growth industry will be uh, having air conditioning installed at home, I bet you. Uh, also, 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 uh, It Rained On Me Too sounds like a sequel, says a friend of mine. <laughs> and um, uh, the Sun headline writers have begun on the front page to keep them amused for the silly season. And uh, the, the one today is scorchers could go on for decades, say boffins, current heat wave to continue all summer. It's Bake to the future. Bake to the future is the is the headline today. Yesterday was Nors. Today it's Bake to the future. <laughs> the trouble is, it's it's all right if you've got a car with it in, but I see people with their windows down in their cars and they're quite clearly suffering quite badly. And then you see the ultimate cars broken down by the side of the road, and that's when my heart bleeds. You think, oh, no, it's just dreadful, isn't it? You can't help it. We, we just moan. I like the moaning bit. I'm good at moaning. I'm very good at moaning. I'm a, I'm a professional moaner. I'm a remoaner. Uh, people who say they remember being born, which, of course, is a load of old garbage. Nobody remembers being born. How do you remember being born? People go, oh, I definitely remember it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Living beyond your means. The story in the paper today is of families uh, who are spending more than they earn for the first time since 1988, I luckily am not... In fact, me, if anything, I've gone backwards. I used to spend more than I earned, probably back in 1988. <laughs> it was very easy to. Now I don't. Now I'm, I'm good. I do take money out of the bank on a regular basis because I like having money with me. And uh, it means that, you know, like, yes, I didn't even need to pay for lunch yesterday. It was bought for me. Miles says you should invite some of the Love Island lot onto In Conversation. It'd be amazing radio. You sad, sick little person in Harrow. Are you mad? They can barely string two words together. Barely, we had two of them in here the other day. Oh, ghastly. Ghastly. Really. It's just I, just, I just don't believe in fanning the oxygen of vacuous people. People who've got no discernible talent. All this rubbish about, oh, I think I want to settle down for the rest of my life and have babies with you. What are you, seven or something? How old are you? And the answer is, they're not very old mentally. You know, they really aren't. That's why, I mean, otherwise, why would you have all these bloody tattoos all over the place? And then you watch them. The other two who was in here the other day, they never said a word to each other. It was like two separate people. And I thought, yes, yeah, a load of old codswallop, isn't it? Uh, the mangoes you like, say, Patrick, are the Alfonso's. Yes, I know. I didn't want to publicise them in case somebody sent me some in, but I get them from Paul Cooper anyway. I love Alfonso's. And uh, you can buy tin mango puree. No, I t- I'm not... G- strangely enough, the only thing I buy in cans... The only thing, I like buying pineapple chunks. <laughs> I don't know why. I have to drain off the liquid, but I like pineapple chunks. And I bought yesterday some blueberries and I've got some double thick cream in the fridge at the moment. And that's going to go 
That's going to go very well, I think, <laughs> a little bit later on today. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good, and I do like fruit, but yesterday I just couldn't get comfy. We had a, a, an ice cream after we'd had the fish and chips, and that was lovely. That was absolutely... And it was one of those magnums, quite small, actually, when you actually take the thing out of the packet, which has got the raspberry injected into it. It's, it's a bit of a swizz, but the actual... And if you look at the size of the wrapper, when you take the ice cream out, you're going to be so disappointed. It barely... It's it almost evaporated by the time you've taken the wrapper off. I recall being in Costco, says Judith... And a man in a wheelchair started chatting away to me. He was most pleasant. I should have realised he was at a table surrounded by books. It was uh, none other than uh, than Tony Curtis. There you go. I thought, wow, a real Hollywood megastar. And here we are in Costco. They used to do a lot of those, a lot of those um, those signings in Costco with sort of celebrities doing them because it's quite a big big market. Uh, Ulrika is in Australia. She says, I'm contacting you from Australia. We had a chronic shortage of nurses. However, when British nurses arrived, they enjoyed staying close to the beaches. And as they were better qualified than the Australian nurses and better paid than in the UK, they resolved to stay here. We have oodles of highly qualified British nurses. Well, loving the, the weather and loving things like that, isn't it? That's what it's all about. It's what people want. And um, if it starts raining in your area, it's not raining in the London area. I know that because I've got it on the uh, on the cameras. And if it does, I shall be enjoying it. I'm going to rush outside, rip all my clothes off and dance around Leicester Square, doing sort of like a Toby Tarrant kind of... He did a naked bike ride around Leicester Square. Bit of a swizz. I said, where are the photos? He said, oh, there are some on, on the website. <laughs> Censored. Censored, I ask you. Mm. Oh, dear. That tea is delicious this morning. It is, I tell you, I've got coming in for an in-conversation recording, Matt Willis. You know, who's married to Emma... Who seems to work every hour that God sends. And do you know what he's doing? He's doing the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. He's in Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, Seymour. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop. <laughs> I've never seen it. That's the only thing I know because I've got the soundtrack, so I've listened to the soundtrack. But I just love that Feed Me, Seymour. Great show. So he's going to come in to talk about that. Uh, and I've got to do a time check. Because I got told off the other day. I got a memo from the boss. It said, Dear Steve, your out, your out times are ridiculously ludicrous. You don't, you're not hitting any of them. So I wrote back and said, I can't help it. I just start a story and then I get confused where I am. And he went, oh, that's OK then. So I thought, huh, we win, we win. So you win again, you win again. Hot chocolate, I believe that was, with Errol Brown. Not with us anymore. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, he says, trying to sound cheerful, trying to sound like we don't really care that it's another heat wave, trying to sound that, you know, we're hoping it's going to rain and it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries can all be frozen. They don't stick together, says Marilyn. Yeah, I mean, I think actually, um, I think, what is it? Strawberries. The idea is strawberries. If you freeze strawberries in a bag, if you stick them all in a bag and stick them in the freezer, when you thaw them out, they become mush. So the trick is, my mother taught me this years ago, because she was very good at using the freezer. She was a, a real home economist. And, and you put the strawberries on a tray, da, 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 all singly, freeze them. Then when they're frozen, then you put them in the bag. Then you put them back in the freezer. It's quite simple, really. What about mango sorbet? Says, oh, lovely. We like mango sorbet. That would be a, that would be a winner. A winner. Uh, no sign of any rain in Bristol, says Jane. It's so hot. And dry with no let-up. Well, I mean, there just isn't any let-up, is there? I'm sorry. 
I, I, I agree. I, I wish I could sort of offer you a crumb of comfort, but I absolutely can't. Steve, cars break down in this weather because people don't realise they're the same as humans. They need water. Well, I mean, I, I don't... I haven't put any water in my car. I don't do oil. I, I just leave it in between services. I, I, I touch nothing. I touch nothing. Uh, we have lightning, but thunder is 30 seconds later, so no rain anytime soon. They've said by this afternoon... I, listen, I can only pass on, you know, why... You know, we don't have any rain and why they're sort of... I mean, they've actually predicted it, but I, I wouldn't be at all surprised we don't have any. So if we do, it'll be a, it'll be a great surprise. It's lovely. And... Another one here. Viv, the showman's daughter. Absolute support of your uh, comments regarding the subject matter and the people who work for them, from the consultants and the nurses to the cleaners and the wonderful ambulance driver and paramedics to the ladies who deliver the food. All kind and, uh, and very caring. I agree. I agree. And... Uh, uh, like you, I suffered a heart attack in March and had three stents fitted when I was treated like the Queen. Both a day and near my local hospital, St Mary's here on the Isle of Wight, then taken by private ambulance to the Queen Alexandra Hospital in Portsmouth. And so that's a bit of a round trip, isn't it? And they all went the extra mile to explain in great detail what the procedure would be like. Uh, we should all be very grateful. I, uh, I know, I, well, I agree people should be. I've had nothing but fantastic service. Fantastic service from the NHS. They don't have to be fantastic, but I think they are. Uh, with you, says Alan, being my uh, go-to radio guru, can you explain the need for all the time checks you have to do it in the morning? They don't do it on all the programmes. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I try not to do it at all. I mean, I've, I've, I've sometimes I've gone a whole hour and not given a time check because I want to be like Las Vegas. I want to be like, you don't need to know the time. This is a radio programme. What's the point of me saying, oh, look, it's, you know, you've got five minutes before you have to go and get the bus. And then half my audience vanish off to go and get the bus. No, 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 no. I want people to be fired from work so they stay listening to my programme. I'm selfish. I'm a radio presenter. You know, I'm not doing this for fun. I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumbs stark naked every morning because of the heat, sweating profusely, and then realising the camera is right behind me. Not so good, actually. Uh, later today, I'm uh, flying to Belfast. On the 12.20 from Stansted for a short holiday with my friend John. But, uh, all this talk about thunderstorms, just my luck they'll start as they fly, or we fly, across, across, across the, uh, the Irish Sea. I think that's, don't you think that's lovely? I've, I've been on planes loads of times where they've, we're, we're flying through a storm. We'd like to put your seatbelt on. Why? Are we going to crash? What do we have to put the seatbelt on for? But uh, it's going to be 18 degrees in Belfast today and uh, no higher than 20 Three degrees. And that's from David in Crouch End. So uh, good luck. Good luck. And whilst doing a delivery, says Malwell, in the centre of Uxbridge, it just started raining. Then I realised I just walked under a hanging basket. Gravesend, we're experiencing a downpour. Thank you. Very angry, says Alex. We're going camping on Sunday and it's going to rain. Would you like to wish all JLGB campers a great time? What in God's name is that? Is that some local gay group or something? who are going off camping. Well, I thought camping, why not? Goodness sake. Uh, a downpour in Gravesend, as I say. And, of course, the reason you get all the um, uh, the wet hanging baskets, because this is the time of the morning they do them. And they do them and then they, they sort of grow. I did mine this morning very early. Uh, Steve, when in my car waiting at traffic lights, I have the air con pointing at the air freshener on the rear view mirror so it flaps around to let drivers next to me know I'm nice and cool. You're a bad person, John, in Liverpool. You know that. 
very bad person. You must not upset poorer people who can't afford air conditioning. They have to open their windows. Because a lot of people do. I just wish they did it on buses. And Pete says, I can hear thunder in Hoddesdon. But no rain yet. Yeah, the thunder you hear, it's a delayed reaction of thunder. Sometimes you see the the flashes of lightning, if you're lucky enough to get those. And then within about five seconds, you hear the, the comeback on it. That's what I like. This uh, taxi driver, this is an odd one. It's in all the papers today. Uh, as, I say, as I say, I think the police have got um, a few names in the frame. This is a black cab driver. There's one, two, three, four, five pictures uh, in the uh, papers today. Uh, he's a black cab driver. He's parked, strange enough, right under a CCTV. They can see his number quite clearly, so it's not difficult. And what he did, he dragged an unconscious man from his car and dumped him on the road. Literally dumped him, not even on the pavement, on the road. Footage released by officers shows the driver calmly opening the back door in broad daylight, pulling the limp passenger by his feet, leaving him completely exposed and defenceless. He hit his head as he was hauled out of the vehicle, which had been parked in Fenchurch Place in the City of London around 6am on May the 16th. Could have been listening to this programme, I should imagine, at 6. The incident was over in moments. The cab drove off. Paramedics came to the man's aid 20 minutes later, took him to hospital after he'd been discovered by an off-duty police officer. At this point, the middle-aged taxi driver was caught on camera, returning to the scene. He spoke to the officer, but at no point admitted the victim had been in his vehicle. He was wearing beige shorts the other day. I should imagine he's probably 60s and uh, he's got a brown belt on. He's got his uh, sort of shoes on, but no socks. But uh, a fellow cabbie argued the driver may have been provoked. No cabbie, I repeat, no cabbie treats a person like that unless under extreme provocation. You can't just dump somebody in the middle of the road. What garbage. What garbage. To forcibly remove a vulnerable person from the taxi and to leave them lying in the middle of the road is appalling. Especially as he pulled him out next to the pavement. Why didn't he put him onto the pavement? No, he dumped him in the middle of the road. Social medias were... uh, criticising the police for taking so long to identify the driver. One said, are the police seriously suggesting they can't trace him? If he drove into Bank Junction in central London, you'd have every detail from his address to his blood type. Well, they're going to find him today. Today he'll be arrested, I suspect. Can't dump somebody in the middle of the road. I couldn't care less. And also, he was unconscious. What sort of provocation was that? I'm sorry, he'd just gone unconscious. More to that one than meets the eye, do you reckon? Uh, Rachel says JLGB is Jewish Lads and Girls Brigade I'd like to believe that actually Freeze strawberries, drop into a glass of Prosecco Acts as a fruity ice cube, says Tony No it doesn't, it just acts as a frozen strawberry Very dull Keith says, Steve, just had a nice downpour here in Saffron Walden It's been on and off for the last few hours Air is smelling fresh Oh I hope so I hope we get some rain today, just to, just, just to appease a lot of you. Because I know some of you, for those people who can't afford a fan, or you have to have your doors open and stuff like that, and you just sit there going, it's too hot. You know, if you've got a fan, it's OK. Mine are on 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, I have no intention of uh, of changing anything like that. Awful, 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 awful. But uh, you just want it to go away. Perhaps we can all go and live in Iceland. Should we go and do a show from Iceland? Or we'll go and do it from Antarctica or something like that. Uh, Demi Lovato. Uh, Campo de Gino getting his own TV show. God knows why. He's not remotely interesting enough for his own TV show. 
He really isn't. He does He does a bit of cooking on the telly. He should know his limitations, but uh, he doesn't. He thinks he's funny. He's been on uh, Celebrity Juice, the unfunniest programme in the entire world. Uh, Fergie thanks the NHS for saving his life, because uh, they did save his life. That's what they do. That's what they do best. Uh, the Greek fires were arson. And uh, more pictures of girls in bikinis jumping into pools. Very sexist in the newspapers. Uh, families are now spending more than they earn. It's easy to do, isn't it? And you see more adverts on the television, you know, get a loan. Anything up to 1,500 quid. And I keep thinking, wow. And then you look at the rates of interest and I think, wow, that's really bad. It's always the poorest people who get, uh, who get knocked by that. Uh, also, I'll tell you the story a bit later on of the gardener telling drunks to stop messing around with his hedge. He's had enough of it. Leave his privet alone. Half of young adults are taking Class A drugs and car hire Britons are charged more than those from other nations. Well, we've got to stop it. Stop it immediately. Plus a spectacular Alzheimer's breakthrough. And um, and what else do we get? Oh, five-hour queue, queues for Eurotunnel. Eurotunnel. And then a friend, I'll tell you a friend of mine, so forgetful, so forgetful. And I've started doing it as well. I think it, I think it's an age thing. I'm totally convinced. Forgetting things in a, is an age thing. You walk out there, you go. I mean, I got out the car the other day and I shut the door and I locked it. And I remember thinking, oh god, I've not left the key inside, have I? I mean, it, it's doable. I could call a taxi out, go home, pick up the spare key, come back, and it will all be fine. But uh, luckily, the key was in my pocket, which is where it was all the time, which is a bit of a disappointment. I know, I know. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> 26 minutes to six. Nice to have your company. Yes. Oh, sorry. Return to the house, says a friend of mine. Three times today, having left for work as I kept forgetting things. This is a new personal best. Four now. I've done that. I've done that. I, I went out yesterday and I thought, right, I'm doing so, so. Oh, God. I've got to back upstairs. Go and pick up clothes that have got to go to the dry cleaners and the washing and the ironing people, uh, which is all the same, actually. And, and then you get back in the car and think, oh, goodness, I forgot to go to the bank. So you get out of the car. I mean, the, the only thing I've never done, because I did it years ago and I, I never thought I would ever do it again, so luckily I didn't, is to, um, is to actually come out without sunglasses because it's quite bright outside and you need to protect. So I've got these polarised glasses. They're not the best glasses I've ever had. They were cheap and cheerful and you can see fish swimming in a river. You know, because that's the advert on the television. And so I quite enjoyed uh, putting those on. But I keep now spare pairs everywhere. So I've got spare pairs of glasses in the car. I've got, I've got spare everything in the car. It's hilarious, actually. Uh, Steve says, Tommy, I don't want rain. I want clear skies for the lunar eclipse. Yeah, apparently Mars comes closer tonight. Mars come The red moon. We're going to get the red moon. I can't wait for that one. Oh, it'll be cl- Oh, producer says it's going to be cloudy, so we can't actually see it. Uh, in Palm Springs, California, all the cafes and shops have overhead sprinklers spraying cold water into the air. Oh, God, how awful. You imagine you just had your hair done and all of a sudden there's cold water being sprayed. I have seen pictures on the uh, television. Uh, Steve, I'm a lightning tracker from Cricklewood. The lightning is about an hour away from London. It's in Stansted um, and Dartford at the moment. Blood moon. Is that what they call it? Blood moon. Isn't that great? Uh, somebody says, please apologise for calling GLGB a gay camp. That was a campy little joke there, dear. You homophobe. You homophobe. Honestly. Somebody says, I'm waiting for you to apologise. I don't apologise for anything. I'm Mary Poppins. I never apologise. Uh, so it's the blood moon. That's what they call it. The blood moon. Uh, 
which is great, actually. And da, 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 on the left of me here in Hearn Bay, huge storm clouds over the east and to the right, a beautiful sunrise. No rain in Kent till tonight, says Paul. So I'm looking at the... Uh... God, you take the most boring pictures, don't you? Where'd you stop to get that picture? Have you stopped on the motorway, got out the car and taken a You haven't seriously tell me done that. Oh, dear. So there. So he, he's pulled off the motorway. Of course, I did that. You remember, I missed the turning and I mounted a curb, which I wasn't expecting for a lay-by. Completely buckled one of the front wheels. I mean, I, I got back and it's all been sorted out now. I've done it done weeks ago. But it's that, you know, you know when your car hits it. The producer had it the other day. He's going round, um, going round Regent's Park and he falls in a pothole. You know, because they're all over the place. And if you're on a bicycle, it's terrible. So he had to change the inner tyre. But it's a lot easier now. You see, I thought years ago, if I got a puncture on my bicycle, you'd wheel the thing home, sweating and cursing. And then you'd take it home, and then you have to take the wheel off. And then you take the inner tyre. You have to unscrew the thing with the air vent. In it, and then you get a bowl of water, and then you blow up the tyre, and then you move it through until you found the air bubbles coming. Blah, 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 blah. That, and then you, you sort of mark it, you dry it, you put some talcum powder on and glue and stick it. And all, No, no, now it's easy. You take the inner tube out, you throw it away, and you put in a new inner tube. They're about two quid. I didn't realise. I, th- I thought it was quite a complicated thing. So any of you cyclists out there making a big deal about changing a tyre, it's not a big deal. It takes you about 10, 15 minutes. If you're an expert, you can probably do it. A little bit. Alex, go away. Stop being a silly little girl's blouse. Go away, please. You're very silly, otherwise I'll have to ban you. All right, there you go. Don't threaten me ever, please. It, it would be a fatal thing to do. A fatal thing to do. And uh, so you can change these these tyres for two quid. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to worry about anything like that at all. It's so much easier. You take out the tyre. So I said to him, what, what do you do with it? He said, you throw it away. And I said, oh, right. So you throw it away... And then he, so he carries a spare, a spare. Mind you, if he gets two flat tires, he's had it. Oh, you carry two spare. Oh, right, okay. Actually, I nearly thought then. Perhaps what if the other tire goes? I thought no, he's only got two on the bike. Could be on a tandem. Oh no, that's still got two as well, hasn't it? I've seen somebody on a tandem going through Regent's Park some time ago. And I remember looking at it, thinking, is that two people on a bicycle? I quite like. I like that. That that sort of kept me kept me going for ages. Uh, so 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 uh, two pounds. You can probably buy them cheaper, I should imagine. Uh, Tom Jones feeling better, which is good news. Very happy about Tom Jones. For all Tom Jones fans out there, uh, we're very happy. Uh, also, I don't. I must find out where this Spice Girls exhibition is on. Because if they've got seven... I mean, I've never heard of 7,300 Spice Girls. I didn't know they were worth 7,000. But this is a collector. He's got loads and loads of things. Presumably collectors swap and... And and all sorts of things with uh, with people. Torrential rain in in Gravesend, uh, says Bob. Mind you, it's, listen. It, if it happens, I thought we were waiting for the uh, for the afternoon. We're not waiting. Uh, we're not waiting now, are we? We're waiting for this afternoon when the temperature gets to the highest, and then all of a sudden, I mean, does that mean it's going to go dark? Is it going to go dark? Here we go. Spice up London. Biggest touring exhibition. Hundreds of iconic costume pieces. Where do they get it from? Where do they get it? Th- I'm totally of the opinion this is one bloke who owns all of this stuff. So he's got loads of costumes, merchandise, memorabilia. I mean, some people like that. This is running from 24th of August. Oh, no, sorry. 28th of July to the 20th of August at the Business Design Centre in Islington. Actually, not too far. What? What's... 
Yes, I know the Business Design Centre. Yes, I know it very well. Yes, and I tell you how I know the Business Design Centre, because I broadcast from there. I've done shows from there. It's, have you ever been? No, obviously not. You go into Islington, you do a left, and then you go along a little way, and it's just up on the left, and it's like a big... I was going to say it's like a warehouse, but it's the Business Design Centre, and they have all sorts of country life exhibitions and Christmas things in there, markets and everything. It's huge. So that's why... I, oh, I wonder why you laughed. No, it's very well known. <laughs> yeah, it's very well known. The Business Design Centre and, uh, at Islington. Great, it really is. So that's running till the 20th of August with 7,000... I didn't know there were that many things. Sponsored by Gay Times and just about... Oh, there's that word again. Times. And uh, it's all coming round, isn't it? But uh, they're up in Manchester till the 4th of September from the 24th of August at the Manchester Central in Manchester. I think that is... That's probably the similar sort of thing to the Business Design Centre in Islington. I like it. I always like it when I know somewhere in, in the cabinet they go, oh, have you heard of so-and-so? Because I'm pretty certain, pretty certain, very near the Business Design Centre. I might be wrong on this one. There's that very, very camp antique dealer who I miss on the television called Ian, who's always covered in jewellery. And I think he's got um, a place up in Islington. I think he's got a shop up there. I'm pretty certain. Somebody will now have to have to correct me, but he's uh, he was wonderful. He was so camp. He was beyond camp. He'd taken it to a completely new level, which was totally accepted. He was almost Kenneth Williams or, or somebody like that. He'd taken it to a different level. He'd always sit there with all these rings on. And all the people, they understand. Oh, they tell you what they use him on. It's this um, uh, pawn shop where you take stuff in there and, you know, people have taken in jewellery. They take it up to Ian he then looks at it and goes, well, I tell you, this is super. This is, look at the... And, he's, and he knows everything about this kind of stuff. So he's very successful. And I've always thought, what an interesting person. What an interesting person. Apparently, uh, Spice Up London and Spice Girls exhibition have no connection with the Spice Girls themselves or their company, Spice Girls Limited, owner of the Spice Girls brand in which all rights are reserved. They have to do things like that nowadays. Yeah, it's just some bloke. But he's got 7,300 items. I mean, seriously. He's, he's what they call a serious collector. A serious collector. I like that. Well done to uh, to him. Got to be gay, isn't he? You know, I mean, you don't find straight boys who are into the Spice Girls, do you? Do you? I don't think so. It's, it, it was always a campy, campy thing. Girls loved it because, I mean, I've seen the um, the thing of them, the, the DVD and you get all the little girls going, you know, and doing all the dances. Come on, your life. Slice up your life. And they all dance along. They love it. Little girls like it. Little boys, you know. Maybe not quite the same. Maybe not quite the same. Uh, so 7,300 Spice Girls items. I wonder what the most expensive item would be. I suppose if you've got the bus that they used in that dreadful film. It was an absolutely awful film. Awful film. Uh, the blind man of 82. He faces having his guide dog taken away because it's too fat. They don't want that, do they? They don't want a fat guide dog. They're always Labradors. I've seen others, but Labradors seem to make the uh, the best, which I like. Uh, families spending more than they earn. It's easy to do if you've got kids, if they've got school uniforms, if they need anything, really, if they need anything. Steve, how can we get hailstones when it's so hot? don't know. It's something to do with the clouds. It's something to do with... I mean, I'm only... I'm just guessing. I'm talking absolute rubbish. I've got no idea. But it's, it's got to come from the clouds. It can't come from anywhere else. Everything's in the clouds. Sorry? Dave will know. Yeah, ask Dave on uh, Musical Xylophone Hour, which is coming up, I think, in a few weeks' time. But he'll actually know that. But I think it's in the clouds. I think the clouds store the moisture. 
And depending on what the atmosphere is and the density of humidity between top and bottom determines whether you get hailstones. OK, and that's the that's the sort of the basic version of it. It can't come from above that because nothing above it, is it? So it definitely comes from the clouds. Hailstones. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, seats at all price. I'm here all week. Thank you very much. Steve, it's posh porn, says John in Liverpool. And so it is. Dallas says, I slept outside on the patio and had a good night. Go on, I wouldn't risk that round our way. There's foxes, hedgehogs. We've got everything. I wouldn't sleep outside, unless you're on a, a balcony in a flat, in which case it's probably OK. Even then, there's loads of midges around at night. I'm not wild about that. Manchester Central used to be called Manchester GMEX. It's a huge building, Steve, where they used to hold concerts in the 90s. Thank you. And I can confirm, I can confirm that uh, it's bone dry in Portsmouth, but I can smell the salty air. It's nice, isn't it? The tide must be in. I wouldn't want to be in the middle of a steaming city. Well, I'm hoping it's not going to be. Uh, the person you mean is Ian. He's got a shop off King's Road. Oh, no, I don't think it is. I'm pretty certain it's not. Somebody else will have to tell me about that, because uh, we had a thing from him a while ago. Somebody said, oh, he's, he's a fan of the programme. Uh, Steve, Wayne the Trolley Dolly is just back from Abu Dhabi. The temperature was 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Locals don't bat an eyelid. Meanwhile, the rest of us are sweating buckets. So 52, so it's double it and add 30. 130-something. Oh, that is just ridiculous. But the trouble is, if you're used to it... It's fine, but we're not used to that, are we? We can't do anything. You watch. It'll rain today, hopefully, and we'll all be complaining about it. Ian in Glasgow says, just put the heating on. Bit chilly. There's always one, isn't there? There's always one. In Durban, on the east coast of South Africa, says uh, Faisal, it's a mild 20 degrees. It's the middle of winter. It's just beautiful. Most expensive, says Amir, uh, is a black dress bought for £2,000. And uh, the Spice Girl item was on the one show last night. They copy everything we do. Seriously, they've got a, a tart. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they had an audience. Seriously, very difficult. Who was doing it? Was it Matt Baker, the one who's not very good at interviewing? He's really not very good. She's dreadful. She's terrible. Not Matt Baker, the girl. Biker? Sorry? Alex Jones. They've tried, haven't they? They've tried everything with her. Every which way but, but it's just not working. You know, you can put her on there. But perhaps, of course, if she wants to further her career, she could start learning about weather. She could start reading the weather maps, like the woman does in the morning. Who, I mean, you don't need it. We know it's going to be hot. They've told us the long-range forecast is hot. Why waste money? What's she on a day? 250, 300? No, no, no. Get rid. Get rid. Just, just, have, the, just have one of the presenters. They don't have to do a lot on the breakfast programme. There's so many of them. You know, it's ridiculous. Can we have another spontaneous round of applause, says a friend of mine. We don't just hand these things out willy-nilly, but for services to radio, here it comes. Thank you so much. Thank you. We pinched that, actually. We pinched it from, uh, from Dave O'Brien. Because it wasn't his in the first place. Somebody else used it years ago. He's just copied them. And so I, I've copied as well. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Lovely to have your company. Ten to six. I'm such a good mood. You know why? Friday. You know why? Secondly, it could rain. Could rain. That's very good. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm in a good... I shouldn't be in a good mood on a Friday, but um, but I am, actually. But I am getting worried about this forgetting things. Names are terrible for me. I'm going through a dreadful phase where I, I look at something and go, hello... I who are they? What are their names? You see people and I go, hello. I've been on the Spice Bus, says Paolio in the late 90s. It was at Thorpe Park. 
friend of mine went to Thorpe Park yesterday. You're going to be so jealous if you're a fan of Love Island. Why? They had a photo shoot on the beach at Thorpe Park, and a friend of mine was going there at 2.30 yesterday afternoon to uh, to interview some of the uh, the people uh, and, and said, oh, you should come with me. I said, to be honest with you, I really can't be bothered with people who can't... Sit. Do you see some of the pictures? They really... Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, he's, 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 he's done the pictures already, has he? Oh, right. I said, are you going to take some pictures? He said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some pictures. I thought, really, honestly, how sad. Sad old numpties posing in Thorpe Park, believing, because they do believe that they're huge international celebrities. That's the thing. They won't realise till they get a bit older when they've screwed up their lives completely. Look at, look at poor old uh, Jordan. I mean, she's been around in the business for donkey's years and only just getting around to... I, mean, I think I'll downsize the house. She's asked her new boyfriend to sell his house in Kent so they can move in together and buy a house jointly. <laughs> you watch him not do that, OK? You watch him not do that. He'll come up with some excuse. Oh, it's not my house to sell. I can't do that because I don't know whether he can afford a house. He doesn't look like he can afford a house. And there's a... But is he doing some dance or something? That's a, Oh, he loves... He's not in that, that picture, is he? No, he's in that one. Who are these people? Oh, that's that girl on the right-hand side from Love Island, the one who walked out the West End show. Boo! Boo! Sorry, I do beg your pardon. I got a bit carried away there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, she was the one who walked out the show. I hope they sue you, dear. One day's notice, walked out and go on to that, and you've been bloody useless ever since. So uh, I've never got over the Spice Bus, Steve, but I've been on... Um, I've been for counselling. <sighs> counselling. And uh, Steve... I've just woken up to a strange sound. It's raining in Essex. Deluge for two minutes. Now it's dry again. All but the cushions soaked. Uh, Because hail... Here we go. Because hailstones are created on the way down, passing through a layer of cold air in the atmosphere. Yes, there is cold. I know it's hard to believe. Even in this weather, they won't disappear. Uh, Steve, is Gabriel Thompson, who played Michael in My Family, the British comedy still acting, says Shane? I've never seen My Family. I don't know what My Family is. What is My Family? Is that some television programme? Robert Lindsay is... Oh, right. Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know who played Michael. Where well, Gabriel T. He's a former English actor. Uh, he was born in 86. So, and he stopped working um, in 2015. He's 31. And uh, he popped up in all sorts of things. But he's doing philosophy. He wants to be a human rights lawyer. So he, he left acting to return to university. So there you go, you see, we can fill you in on all the information that you always wanted to know. Uh, Lee in Yeovil says, I've woken up in St Margaret's Hospice after a not-so-good night. Any chance you can mention the fact they're holding an open garden day here? What, in Yeovil? <laughs> in Yeovil? Opens at 12. This is uh, St Margaret's Hospice. The money goes to help run this place. Yeah, they have to survive on pennies, don't they? The good thing is that if you go into a hospice... The money that would be paid to you if you're at home goes to the hospice. So that they can claim. But uh, they want it up and running. Opens at 12 till 5. Everybody welcome. So there you go. That's uh, that's good news for them. Because all these places... We're very good in this country at giving money to charity. Very, very good indeed at making sure that, you know, you can do something good with your money. So this year, as per usual, I will be doing uh, an audience with Steve Allen... In a, in a theatre to be announced. <sighs> Got excited by that, actually. We do one every year. We've done it for the past few years. It always sells out. The Magic Circle shows sell out. First one's nearly sold out. Second one, I think we're about halfway through that one. So that's good, uh, good news. Uh, the Spice Bus is at Island Harbour on the Isle of Wight. It has been for four years, says Jane. Really? 
Is it just a double-decker bus? Is it where, Where's Cliffs, you know, from we're all going on a summer holiday? Uh, Ian's shop is at the junction of Kings Road and Sydney Street in Chelsea. Sydney Street. There's a famous place. Check it out on Google. Check it out. My Google thing keeps uh, lying and telling me it's going to rain tomorrow. When will it rain, Steve, says Mark? Today. Today, apparently. Well, that's what they've said. That's what they've said. I mean, whether it's, it's true or not, I don't know. Um, who's interviewing you for an audience with? I'm doing it myself. I'm doing it myself, actually. It's, um, I've done it before. Well, actually, that's the point. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. That's quite an interesting one, because somebody said to me, I, I did it once when we did it on tour, and we thought we'd do it the other way around. Normally, I came on, we have somebody in the first half, and then I come and do second half. This will just be, you know, a nice sort of hour and, hour and whatever. And, um, and we could actually have somebody interviewing me, couldn't we? Yeah, we could do. Uh, not last year, year before, Ali Jones in, uh, introduced me. So that, I thought, was, was really sweet. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. I haven't got a date yet and I haven't got a theatre, but I'll let you know as soon as possible. Uh, Janice says, I can hear rumbles of thunder in the distance. Here in Raynham, I'm having a lay-in with Maisie. Who's the dog, incidentally? Campion has definitely got a shop off the King's Road. I passed it yesterday. Although he may have two, says Jay. Oh, I don't think he's got two. I don't think so. And Andrew says, David Beckham's daughter gave him a flask for a gift, explaining it kept hot things hot and cold things cold. He had to show his friends who asked him what was inside. He said, I've got two cups of coffee and a chalk ice. <laughs> Why does everybody take the mickey out of Dave Beckham, inferring that he's, he's not the brightest penny in the box? Oh, my friend of mine's a hint who wants to interview me. That would be a turn-up for the books, wouldn't it? Anyway, oh, I'll think about that. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'll put it to them. I'm sure they'd love that idea. But when was I? Oh, you've got me confused now. Oh, that's right. Everybody takes the mick out of David Beckham that he's not the brightest penny in the box. Well, I thought we know that. It was, and it all stemmed some years ago when he was playing football at Man United and uh, Ferguson went round his house and Dave was there, you know, and, and Fergie said to him, what are you doing, Dave? He said, doing a jigsaw and he said oh right what is it he said it's a cockerel and Ferguson apparently said to him Dave put the cornflakes back in the box and that was when it all started it started from that it started then people going he's a bit simple isn't he and you go whenever you see him being interviewed he's not he's not a very good interview even Graham Norton was like pulling teeth you know and Dave who just sort of thinks he has to sit there and smile because he's not the brightest penny they don't normally let him out by himself they normally send Brooklyn out with him to make sure he's all right Brooklyn had to drive the family home the other day mother had had a few sherbets again having another one of the, those days here's my mother woo into the gutter and up again and in the back of the car hello what do you do i design clothes do you really? Show us some of your sketches. That's the only thing I've never seen, any of her sketches, for some of these ludicrous outfits that seem to be turned out. Uh, Steve, uh, the Spice Bus is at the exhibition. It's been prepared, recreated as it was in the film. And apparently, Jane says, still in Vancouver, you can, there are cardboard life-size cutouts of the Spice Girls. Have your photo taken? I get, I get Emma every day here. Not at the moment, she's on holiday, but I mean, Emma's here every day. I could just go up to her and say, can I have a picture taken? You know, go to. I've been to a couple of parties where, where she's been, you know, which is quite nice, isn't it? Uh, Steve, uh, why not have Dave O'Brien do your interview? You're, you're good mates. I can't stand him. When do you get this good mates thing? You have to pretend in the business you're all good mates. I do talk to her every day. I shall see him this morning. He'll say the same thing to me. You what? Right? He's like that bit, bit gruff first thing in the morning. You what? Right? 
And, and I always go, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Who are you talking to today? And I go, um, so-and-so. Uh, who are they? Like that. We have these sort of monosyllabic conversations. <laughs> Dallas says, did you ever meet Tommy Cooper? Yep. Drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was ably assisted. In fact, that was my opening line. Tommy Cooper here to pull the raffle. It was for the Ealing Police. I did a charity event for the Ealing Police. And uh, they wanted Tommy Cooper. So they got Tommy Cooper. Unfortunately, he was well the worse for wear. And he, he could read the numbers on the cards. And, and he'd, he'd pull out a raffle ticket and he'd say to me, What does that say? And I'd go, One. <laughs> he was really, he was off his trolley completely, aided by the Bell's Distillery, which is whiskey. So there you go. It's like Dave. Dave, when he's had a couple, he had a few drinks at V, didn't he, some years ago. Victoria was very cross. David, come away. I don't want to. Come away from the side of the stage. I don't want to. Sounds like watching a ventriloquist act, isn't it? Ken is in Kidderminster. Ah, well, Dave will know you. He'll know, he knows people in Kidderminster. That's where carpets are made. I know Brinton's. Love the smell of carpets. Anyway, listen, uh, we've got the news. At, God, it's cold in here. We've got the news at six o'clock coming up. Brace yourself. It is the hottest day of the year. Nothing you can do about it. But there's going to be rain, whether it's, you know, a, a downpour or whether it's just a, a quick splosh and a splash. I've got no idea. The Alzheimer's breakthrough. I mean, this has got to be good news, but not for a few years, I'm afraid. So Paul McCartney returns to the cavern. Sort of. It was a special gig, but it's not the cavern. It's called the cavern, and it's over the road from where the original cavern was. The dumbing down of the royal family. First of all, she's clinging on to him. Now she's kissing him at a public event where they're giving out prizes. What is going on, dear? You have realised this is the royal family, have you? They do things different. And Cliff, good news all round. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Friday morning. Friday morning, uh, hottest day that we've had, but there could be thunder and lightning. And according to what you've been telling us here on LBC, um, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's raining already in certain parts of the country. A friend of mine now, another friend of mine, has started, he started checking me out on the, on the internet. He said a very conservative shirt this morning. Remember we had this yesterday? And I got quite panicky, so I had to check with little Adrian about what was going on, whether or not I'm up on the internet. Oh, look, they sent Steve Dixon out. Good heavens above, how much makeup is on him? What have they done to that? Ne- what is the necklace? What's going on here? I'm, f- I'm fascinated by people on television who, when you see them in the studio, they've got one sort of makeup on, and now they've sent poor old Steve Dixon out to stand on a beach somewhere. It looked like I'm wearing Kermit the Frog's comfort blanket. It's very upsetting, isn't it? What? So- Sorry, I'm so taken by Steve Dixon on Sky News. They've given him a sort of a sort of bracelet thing around his neck could be a noose i don't know and uh, but he's the makeup is definitely outdoor makeup isn't it it's very odd anyway it's nice to have your company are you well good i hope so you're fed up with the heat yes uh, you're probably going oh we're, we're not fed up i've had people writing to me for australia going you wusses i'm going yeah all right so you're used to these temperatures we're not we are not used to these these temperatures <laughs> i'm getting all this abuse about my shirt from a friend of mine i can't believe it's a friend of mine why do I get this? Honestly, some people are so nice in the business. Some people are so horrid. Uh, Jenny in Milton Keynes says, Spice Girls Limited just about sums them up. I think that's quite funny. And uh, Steve, I was hoping Cliff and his solicitor would take the BBC to the cleaners, but it was legal fees covered, only 800,000. Uh, it's not finished. It's not finished. Now the, uh, the judge is going back to work out uh, how much damages to pay. So there could be another... Two or three million 
There could be. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I was just plucked, plucking something out of the air. But th- there's definitely going to be more. This is to cover the legal fees, which I think is split between the BBC and uh, is it South Yorkshire Police. And uh, then there's another settlement as well, which is coming in. Because why should he have to pay for this? He's never been charged with anything. It's absolutely outrageous. So, you know, the 850000 or whatever it is that he's got, that'll go to cover the legal fees. Then there'll be some more money on top of the 200 odd thousand that he's had already. And this will be for loss of earnings and, uh, and, and I'll take, I suppose, and all the other things that go with it. But how do you put a price on that? How do you put a price on that? And the answer is you don't. The BBC have tried an appeal. It's not worked. They've been told that they can't appeal. So they're going to have to, to pay up. And perhaps they won't make the same mistake ever again. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do certain things. If somebody's been charged, then I can understand why they would cover it. But not to, you know, to go into somebody's house, into their flat. Cliff's never been back there since. He just didn't want to go back at all. And you can well imagine. So, you know, they've got to pay for all these things. Uh, I like the Bex Cornflakes yarn, says Chris, but I've got a better one. Posh asking Dave to check while she activated her car's indicators to check they were working correctly. As she did so, he reported, now they're working. Now they're not. Now they're working. Now they're not. Absolutely right. (laughs) Poor old Dave. He does get bad press, doesn't he, Dave? Because I think people have realised he might be able to play football, but he hasn't played football for ages. Put this way, Prince Harry kicks a ball around more often than Dave, the ex-footballer, Beckham. But never mind, at least they've got a son who can drive them home when they've had a few sherbets, which is lovely. Although I was disappointed at how pokey their sitting room was from their mansion. A little, you know, sort of a corner unit. Very pokey, very uninteresting. I thought they'd have some real glamorous place. Don't tell me it's going to turn out they haven't got any money sitting in the bank either. That'll be interesting. Uh, Ian's one of the antique dealers on David Dickinson's Real Deal. I don't know whether they, they use him anymore. I've also not seen Dickinson's real deal. He's very character. Yes, he's, he's definitely. Carpet. Love the smell of carpet, says John. Do you realise what you said? I do. I used to sell carpets. I absolutely... <laughs> A friend of mine says, any Helen Lederer stories today? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Even at my age, 40 plus that, you know, I get picked on. <laughs> uh, Steve. Sydney Street, notable for the siege... The Siege of Sydney Street uh, runs from Commercial Road to Whitechapel. Winston Churchill attended. Did he really? Well, there you go. We learn things every day. God, it's cold. Uh, so, some of the stories in the in the papers for today. It's the it's heat. They're still running with it. They've got nothing else to run with. And they say, brace yourself for the hottest day of the year, which I'm sure you will. Suntan lotion, hat on, drink plenty of water. Uh, Sir Alex's heartfelt tribute to his NHS heroes. Thank you for saving my life. Yes, we all say that. Thank you. Uh, also, the um, the Alzheimer's breakthrough. Do you know, I've moved the blasted air conditioning vent upstairs. Now it tur- it's turning over the pages of my papers by itself. Can't win, can I? Paul McCartney returns to the cavern. Well, he didn't. It's, it's, the original cavern was over the road, was filled in. They saved a few bricks and little bits and pieces like that. And... Um, <laughs> Somebody says, do you ever sunbathe in this hot weather? No. Would love to see you in a pair of tighty-whities. This is now getting to the HR department, isn't it? Tighty-whities. Who has tighty-whities? <laughs> so I don't sunbathe. I'm not, I'm not good at sunbathing. I couldn't. I seriously couldn't. Even, even, even if I was on holiday, which is a rarity in itself, I still wouldn't be sunbathing. 
I did try it. Dale and I went out to Grand Canaria on quite a few occasions, probably about four or five occasions. And uh, he was addicted to sunbathing. Me. I'd be sitting in there. I was like death in Venice, me. I was one sitting there under the parasol with a hat on, everything else, and the sunglasses, not moving. Not moving at all. I don't drink alcohol in the heat either. Not outside. It doesn't, it doesn't taste the same at all. Raining in stains deserves it. And, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Ant says, Mr M stalking you on camera again. And how? And how? <laughs> you have to be careful, says Mr M, sunbathing on the beach in case environmentalists try to roll you back into the water. This is just unreal. Goodness sake, honestly. Little thin thing like me. <laughs> so anyway, Paul McCartney... Tell me how many of these songs... This this was his set. He did 28 songs, which actually, for a man of his age, and he's 76, and I don't care what anybody says, it is Paul McCartney. He was a Beatle. It's as simple as that. He started off with Jam. Never heard. Must have a new album out. Uh, the second song was 20 Flight Rock. Then we got Magical Mystery Tour. Then after that we get Jet, All My Loving. Is that the one... Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Remember I'll always be true. And then while I'm away, I'll ride home every day and send all my loving to you. All together, all my loving. After that one, he did Letting Go. I don't think I know Letting Go. Uh, Come on to me. Don't know that one either. Then Let Me Roll It. Sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? You've heard of Let Me Roll, have you? Oh, right. It's a wing song. Oh, Lord. Uh, after that, I got a feeling. My Valentine, Queenie Eye, 1985, Lady Madonna. So I, I finally got back into it by song number 11. And uh, after we had Lady Madonna, in spite of all the danger, these must be the new tracks. Must be. Things We Said Today. That's a, I like that song. That's a nice one. Not played as often as it should be. Confidant, Love Me Do. Love, love me do. After that, Who Cares? Then Birthday. I think I remember birthday. Vaguely, I remember birthday. Uh, after that, I want to be your man. Oh, yeah, uh, tell you something. It's good, isn't it? I'm, I love listening to those early songs. Uh, foo you. No, get back. Juju was the man of the... Uh, oh, bloody, oh, blood dart was the next one. Band on the run. Then high, high, high. I saw us standing there, Sergeant Pepper. Then he finished with something called Helter Skelter. And I've never heard of Helter Skelter. Friend of mine says, "Was it true you were there for the beginning of the Beatles?" It's so cruel. Actually, the he says, "I mean the insects, not the band." Very cruel. Very cruel. That sounds like a line from the Rocky Horror Show, doesn't it? The Rocky Horror Show. Two creatures in space. Is it at the end? At the end of the show, and uh, and I think they then go into the song "I'm Going Home." I seem to remember. It's amazing the things you remember, isn't it? Do you know, I've adjusted this air conditioning in here. My hands are so cold, I can't turn over the pages of the papers. Look, it's doing it by itself. Got a world of, world of its own in this studio. Uh, 84850, steve at Chris in Carter, it's my birthday today. Hip, hip, hip. Yep. That, yeah, that, that's hip, hip, hooray. I think we can, we can do that for a birthday. Especially on a Friday. Especially on a Friday. We love it. Very hot in Cyprus, says Sean in Egham. I'm assuming it would be. I'm assuming it would be very hot over there. Do you know they're now they're looking for people who they think in Greece set off these uh, these fires. The decimation is unbelievable. Mind you, over in Japan, they've had lots of problems with uh, with the heat. And they've said we're going to see that uh, people are going to be losing their lives in this. 
uh, appear. I'm with him on this one. It's called for the diabetes patch to be free for all. Thank you very much indeed. That'd be nice. And uh, Dixon's necklace when he left the building. Wasn't a tyre, says Mark. He's got very odd makeup on this morning. They've sent him outside. He's always been very naughty. So they've sent him outside for the television. And he's gone to South End, bless his heart. Which actually, I, 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 could, I could happily be at South End at this time of the morning. It'd be quite nice if they said the Peter Pan Playground, which is now called something else. You know, you could have a go on. But uh, looking at the decimation, these uh, these fine, look at it. It's just absolutely, it's carnage, isn't it? It's terrible. Uh, you should bring an album out with that voice. You and Katie Price should duet. I don't want anything to do with Katie Price, thank you. She's kiss of death, isn't she? You, don't, you know, would you like to sort of help us out in our business? Yeah, I'd do that. And of course you can't. It's not so good, is it? And uh, somebody says, pouring with rain in Lincolnshire. Yes. Well, that's what they've said we're going to get. Whether we get that much, I've got no idea. Seriously. After the uh, the news and travel, because it's a Friday morning, I shall um, I shall uh, let you hear what's coming up on this weekend's In Conversation. It's the boys, and uh, we've got two cracking people from comedy. Details coming up in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, 19 minutes past uh, six. Uh, somebody says uh, you should... Oh, no, we've done that one. We uh, are a family-run carpet shop in Stanley Road in Tension. I've done work in the communal areas where you live years ago. Thank you. And then, and then Manuel says you occasionally mention your age is 40 plus VAT. Has VAT increased to 50%? Very bitter. In view of the weather, some old films should be screened to increase our misery... The day the earth caught fire and night of the great heat and then towering inferno. Do you know, that was the only film I watched and I didn't like it at all. Not funny. Different people obviously quite enjoyed that. Woohoo, new car day for me. I should be looking out the window for the whole day. Getting a mini countryman Cooper, says Gareth in Caerphilly. Probably quite posh round your way, isn't it, I should imagine. Has it got four tyres? Blimey, mini, a mini countryman. Didn't even know they still made them. It's like yours but bigger. That's not a mini, then, is it? It's a bus. It's not, it's not. I mean, that, that's way too big. Uh, hello from the beautiful city of Beirut, says Alan. Thank you. Because of the time difference, I've managed to listen to you live. Great. <laughs> Bex did a jigsaw. Took him three years, but he said that's good. On the box, it said four to five years. Good. I know that was the other one, wasn't it? It's not raining in slough, say Phil and Sue. Even the hamsters suffering in the heat. Well, they do. They, they do actually sleep a lot of the time. Poor ham. I used to love hamsters, actually. We've had two. Two. My first one, Judy. I don't know why you call a hamster Judy. I've got no idea. <laughs> uh, Steve, I saw Paul in Glasgow back in 2010. He did almost three hours. A legend. Love your morning rants. Great start to the morning. I think, I think whilst Love Island is on. But then, of course, the moment Love Island finishes, you've got um, Celebrity Big Brother. Although there won't be any celebrities on it. It'll be a bunch of old deadbeats, some of whom will have come from Love Island. And that's it. And they now believe, because you've no idea the attitude. I see this side of it. I'm telling you, the attitude of some of these people is not so good. I agree with you about TV weather forecasters, Steve. I don't think they're necessary. Some of them are really irritating. The main presenters could do the forecast. Well, I don't see why they can't read it. You don't need to waste money selling, sending Carol Kirkwood out. They send her out to Wimbledon, so you've got to send her, makeup person, there'll be the cameraman, somebody doing the lighting... And an assistant. That's like five people. What a waste of money. All she's doing is going, oh, and it's, it's sunny and it's not. That's all you need. Just read it. Just read it. Dennis. 
from Banbridge in County Down, says the Cavern Club was indeed knocked down to allow the Mersey Underground Railway Loop being built and then reopened across the street at number 7 Matthew Street, but it was rebuilt again at number 10 Matthew Street, its original location. The top end is pretty much new, but the cellar where the cavern was located is pretty much original, having been dug out again. Both premises still open as I go there regularly on my Liverpool visits. Kevin the Milkman says, wasn't all my loving and things we said today both written for Jane Asher? Yes, he was. Yes, I think it. I don't I can't remember exactly, but I think you might uh, be right. Holly says one of my earliest memories, age three, is singing. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also sang. I've got a ticket to Ra. Wondering where in the world Ra was. Yeah, exactly. I've got a ticket to Ra. uh, uh. What? (laughs) I used to love all that stuff. Uh, Paul McCartney singing 20 Flight Rock. That was originally an Eddie Cochran song, and Eddie can be seen performing it during a guest appearance in the film The Girl Can't Help It. Tragically, Eddie died, as we all remember, on the 21st of April 1960 from car crash injuries he received when he's on his, on his way back to Heathrow Airport, then called London Airport, from a performance at the Bristol Hippodrome the night before. He was only 21. Also in the car was Jean Vincent, who survived the crash, and had a guest appearance in The Girl Can't Help It. It's amazing all the things that you uh, you remember, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve, says Mike, was a proper Dutch house frau here in uh, Venlo in the Netherlands yesterday. Stripped the bed, did three loads of washing, made a whole loaf of wholemeal bread by hand and made chicken stock left over from chicken. We then decided to drive 20 kilometres to sit in a bar by the river in Roermond for a cooling drink. Uh, only thing, the air con in the car is broken and it was 38 degrees. Not good, is it? Sitting with a cup of tea on holiday in Spain. Love the show. So please, says Jude, I can still listen. It rains permanently in Slough, Steve. It's Slough. I know. That's what they say about it. Come, No, it used to be bombs, wasn't it? That's what the poet laureate said. Come bombs, rain on Slough. And um, Steve, ride is in the Isle of Wight, says Dave. Thank you. Very much indeed. It's always fascinating to know things that I didn't know before. So the headline, as was pointed out by a friend of mine, it's uh, Bake to the Future on the front of the sun, which is very good. And here she is getting her boobs out for the boys because that's what they want to see. And it's a Love Island nobody called Hayley Hughes. Hayley was mocked for asking on the show if leaving the EU would mean we'd have no trees. She was a bit simple and uh, obviously not the full ticket. I mean, to be honest with you, I found it a bit embarrassing that she'd obviously been through the education system, but she's uh, hanging around with Nigel Farage. Not when she did her photo shoot, but uh, they were sort of pictured in a pub and it was a set-up picture. You know, you just don't get that sort of thing. I mean, perhaps she's going to go into politics. Ha, 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 ha. Please not. Please not. Uh, more people with their... Uh, they're obviously not regular sun lovers, all the people they picture on the beaches, because they're as pale as anything. And we've had this sun now for weeks. Weeks. People should be brown as berries. I mean, provided you put sun cream on and stuff like that. Um, the sun braved the waters off the Cornish coast and had a close encounter with uh, with some sharks. Well, don't go there, then. It's dangerous. Not good. Cannabis medicine okay after the Billy case. Uh, Macron, this is the French president, Emmanuel Macron, has been forced to deny claims he fired his bodyguard because he was his lover. Oh, my goodness me. Honestly, what's the matter with people now? Look at, it's, it's like, you know, there was somebody on Love Island and people were saying he's very gay, you know. In fact, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday. He said the moment me and the boyfriend saw him, we went, he's gay. He's now been forced to deny that he's gay. On Love Island, where, to be honest with you, it's an advantage if you've seen some of the women on there. 
you know, to be gay, at least you stand a better chance with the blokes who are way better looking. When we had this girl in here the other day, I thought she was quite... Pl- I didn't even know who she was. Quite plain. Quite plain. And with a face like, mm, like that, you think, oh dear, so no personality either. It was also a sad story, which I was going to mention at the beginning of the show, and I didn't do it. This is uh, Ellie Souter, who won bronze at the uh, Youth Olympic Winter Festival and carried the union flag at the closing ceremony, uh, died the other day at the age of 18. She just died suddenly, and uh, an incredible person, an incredible person. She had been named as part of the GB team for next month's Junior World Championships. They sometimes ask questions, so it seemed a bit naive to go, I'm sorry, is there a god? You know, that sort of somebody dying at the age of 18, just like that. You know, and all these other little children who we see in the, in the newspapers who are dying, you think, I'm sorry, is there a god? Who was it the other day? Somebody was telling me about something. And it was, oh, it could have been actually James O'Brien, who was, uh, wasn't speaking directly to me, but I felt it was like that. And he was talking about people who believe in the fact that God put dinosaurs on the earth to test us. And so, and, and you know, people, apparently Ireland, is it in one, one part of Ireland where, where people believe that dinosaurs were put here by God, as opposed to, I don't know where they came from. I don't know where anything came from. I seriously don't know. But uh, it was, it, 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 he, he sort of sold a good story to me because I was fascinated by it, thinking, I remember there was a lady on LBC and uh, she didn't believe that dinosaurs had ever existed. She didn't believe it at all. She was, she was you know, and whenever anybody... Clive, ask Clive Bull. Clive Bull tried to explain to her, no, dinosaurs do exist. They're in the Natural History Museum. You could see that. And she went, no, it's made up. She wouldn't have it. She wouldn't have it at all. She was sort of... Why have you got it in for me this morning? I, I'm I'm in rehab. I'm going into rehab. Me and Demi Lovato, she's in first, but we're sort of sharing the room, I think. What am I in for? Well, I don't know. I just, apparently, you can go to rehab now for what they call a rest. You know when you... Oh, that's Champneys, is it? Oh, right. No, no, you, no, but rehab. If you go in there, you can have a, a de-cleansing, a, de- a detoxifying thing that you can do. And I thought I, thought I might be detoxed. But I... I don't know what I'm de-cleansing. I'm probably de- I don't know. Thousand Island dressing at the moment. I love Thousand Island dressing. I put it on everything. I put it on fish fingers, sausages, everything. Diet's really good at the moment, as you can tell. Do I sunbathe? You know I don't sunbathe. Look at me, little pale thing like me. How could I sunbathe? I, be- I don't want some colour. I don't want some colour. I can- I like pink. Pink's nice. Have you been sunbathing then? Have you been out there sunbathing and doing it? Do you put you catch a few rays? Do you put on some cream and stuff like that? Do you? Yeah, I know. I see. I don't have any sun cream. I don't have any sun cream. I might have to sort of um, lard and just cook slowly. Just turn him over when he's ready. That'd be quite nice, isn't it? I don't like the idea of sort of you know industrialists pushing me back into the sea. Environmentalists pushing me back into the sea again. Who wrote that? You've, you've, I'll tell you, so in for it. <laughs> this is, people like this, this shirt. This, this is pure linen. So I bought it in every colour they make it in Marks and Spencers. I don't get it cheap, incidentally, or even free. I, uh, I purchase it. And this was, this was £25. And I've got six of them. Does it look cheap? Oh, yeah, cheap, schmeat, whatever. <laughs> Go away. You're annoying me now. <laughs> Honestly, people always come and pick on me. And, um, oh, right. 
So we're just confirming Matt Willis, the producer who's just woken up now and through bleary eyes at 6.27, says it's confirmed, by the way, just as well. I've already told the producer, I said, I shan't be getting the... Who on earth was that? Is that the new sports reporter on Sky? Is he a darts player? Oh, right, he was standing by the side of the book because I'm interested in dart as a sport. I'm interested... Him! Who's that? Who's that man doing the sport there with a suit that doesn't fit? Is he saving up for a suit that fits? They didn't even put a name underneath for him. If anybody can let me know who the... It must be the sports reporter on Sky is. Do let me know. Do let me know. I wonder if it's Brian. Could it be Brian? No, he's the new... No, it's not Brian. OK, all right. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, little, a little tempter. Can I offer you a little tempter this morning? Normally a tempter would be a cup of coffee and a pan of chocolat. But uh, in this case, it's my In Conversation programme, which runs on Sunday evening from nine o'clock on LBC. Every week, two well-known celebrities, unless it's Christmas, and it's only one, uh, talk about whatever they're up to at that precise moment in time. My first guest is a comedian and a radio and TV host. In his native Australia, he's best known as the host of the music quiz show Spicks and Specs. Over here, he's a regular on stand-up shows, including Live at the Apollo and Mock the Week as well of, uh, of course, Channel 4's weekly chat show, The Last Leg. It's Adam Hills. He came in to talk about his autobiography, Best Foot Forward, and told me about dealing with being a parent. Do you know the amazing thing is now, fame for kids isn't necessarily TV. It can be YouTube. So my daughter, I took my daughter to the paddling pool uh, last week. I'm going to get in trouble for telling you this, but she's (laughs) she's four. She won't be listening. Oh, good. And I took her and her friend, her little four-year-old friend, we went to the paddling pool. <laughs> I don't know how they got this into their head, but they took a little toy golf club with them that that I've had. That for, but they were holding it out like a selfie stick, and they were pretending to film themselves for YouTube on the way to the paddling pool. And it at was so four? hilarious because at four, and I don't know how they got this in, but they had all the okay. So here's what they were doing: they were holding this golf club out in front of them, yeah. pointing at themselves, looking at it, going, "Hi guys, so we're going on our way to the paddling pool. We're going to have heaps of fun. We're going to be do some swimming. Uh, we'll see you there. Okay, bye." And I was like, "Oh my god, you've actually you, you've got the the inflection and the patois of at four a YouTuber at four. And then they went to the pool, and then I had to I had to point. <laughs> You're in on it now." <laughs> Every now and then they'd run over to me and look at the golf club and go, Hi guys, so we're here in the pool, we're having a great time. There's so much money around. in it. I tell you, we, we did nothing but laugh throughout that whole interview. I'd never met uh, Adam Hills before. He was quite charming. His book is fascinating, really fascinating. He's in conversation with me this weekend, as well as Adam. I'll be talking to a comedian who's a regular on our TV screens, crowned King of the Jungle in the 2004 series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He learned to skate in Dancing on Ice in 2013, hosted The Price is Right and makes regular appearances on Tonight at the London Palladium. It's Joe Pasquale, 30 years on since his first TV appearance on the ITV talent show New Faces. Joe's in to talk to me about his new tour across the country and what sort of thing you can expect. No, I've never known what I'm doing on stage. When they announce you, yeah, and there must be an announcement, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Pasquale. I have a few ideas this year. I will have uh, the psychic sausage of... uh, 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 what's it? Have Lionel Richie's psychic sausage? Right. I'll be doing a, a psychic song with Lionel Richie's sausage. Oh right, that's, that's going to nice. be a, a huge part of the show. What's your year. audience like? Mad, yeah, <laughs> completely off the yeah, trolley. completely off the off the scale. Um, yeah, they range from five to ninety-five, and um, five to ninety-five. Yeah, age group. That is are, are, you, are you clean? 
Oh yes, yeah, it's very clean. I might say a couple of. Yeah, I might say fart. Is it right to say fart on the radio? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yes, I, say, I might say fart. Yes, because kids think that's really funny. Yeah, I might say Willie. That's what, that's, oh, you didn't say Willie. Now you're saying Willie. Uh, <laughs> a minute ago, it was just fart. Now it's Willie. What other words you throwing in? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to surprise me with a few more in a minute, aren't you? You're going to go, oh, yeah, we're just doing fart, Willie, and now we're doing bottom as well. <laughs> Don't. Uh, no, you see, because I'm telling people it's clean. I, I know. I'm you kinda... said bottom, though. Oh, sorry. Well, bottom's all right. Is bum all right? No. Oh, no. no, but you said Willie. That was bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you can't do. That's not right. That's you like... said Willie, fart, bum, and bottom now. <laughs> <laughs> that we built a routine. This is my act. <laughs> it is your act, know, isn't it? Yeah. You could you could tell a story on stage. We were sitting there, and he said, uh, "So, have you got any rude words?" And I said, "No, Willie." Fart, he said, fart, uh, was fart, fart. "Fart was the first one." Yeah. We went on to all the other ones. We spent five minutes on Willie really Bumfart there. <laughs> Seriously, we laughed so much on it. It was it's stupid humour. It's stupid humour, and that's why it, uh, it works for Joe Pasquale, who's in conversation with me this weekend, along with the comedian and presenter. Adam Hills. You can hear me talking to Adam and Joe on Sunday evening from nine o'clock. If you can't join me, you can listen to the whole thing for free by downloading the LBC Catch-Up app from the App Store on your iPhone or from Google Play on your Android device. And uh, and I hope you enjoy it. It was great fun. Great fun. Uh, coming up with Nick Ferrari at breakfast, hosted by Tom Swarbrick all this week, although uh, Tom's also with you tomorrow and uh, Sunday. Never stops. Uh, the Home Secretary... Sajid Javid has announced that the medicinal use of cannabis is set to become legal from this autumn. Tom will speak to the mum who took on the government over this issue and won. New stats have shown there's been a huge spike in universities offering places to students, regardless of how they do in their A-level exams. Does that encourage them to avoid taking their tests seriously, though? Plus, Theresa May's Brexit plans have hit the buffers after the EU gave it a very firm no. The Work and Pension Secretary Esther McVeigh will join Tom to explain what the government plans to do next. That's all with Nick Ferrari at breakfast with Tom Swarbrick this morning from 7 here on LBC. Uh, more for the papers in a moment. Some more of your... Uh, uh, some more of your... Uh, your uh, sorry, texts as well coming up. Uh, Steve from a fresh Brighton. I'm off for a coffee now, says Dan, ahead of my return trip to Heathrow. Have a good weekend. I just want, I just want rain today. I don't care if it comes with thunder and lightning. I just want some, some downpours of, of rain. Uh, and Zach says, my mum went to Champneys last summer and bumped into Frank Bruno coming uh, out from... Anyway, he had a treatment in there. Uh, they let you take fancy glass bottles of mineral water. Mm, posh. Mind you, you're paying for it. And Ray says, how about the Exchange or the Mary Wallace or Hampton Hill Playhouse or the Rose Theatre for your show? It's got to be London. And the reason it has to be London is so that everybody can get to it. So that's the only. This is for the uh, the one man show, which we'll do uh, a little bit later in the year. We've got to find uh, a venue, and once we've found it, I'll let you know all about it, and then you can come and uh, come and join us for an evening of sort of just LBC. It'll be lovely. Uh, Steve, yes, Mister Blobby, that shirt, not good. You see, now I know you can't see it because it's a very plain shirt. It's it's very plain. It just comes in lots of different colours, which is uh, quite nice. And always seeing people always go, "Have you lost weight?" And uh, when they pick themselves up off the floor, because I hate people taking the mickey out. I mean, of course, I haven't lost weight. Don't be so ridiculous. Definitely not. Uh, John in Inverness is having his ears syringed today. He says, I don't know if I'm unusual, but I love it. I've never had it done. Never. Just over the road from me, there's a hearing place. I feel like going in there because, you know, when you get a bit older, just a little bit older. You start going, did I hear that properly? And sometimes people have complained in this building that I have the sound up quite loud in the studio. And I'm obviously... Because if, if, if I'm watering the plants, I can hear the television out while I'm watering. 
And I'm thinking, is that just a bit too loud? And I'm not sure whether or not I've gone slightly deaf. I'm not sure if I've gone slightly deaf in, in one ear or not. A bit difficult to tell, really. But I'm, I'm not sure if I want to go as far as having my ears syringed. I don't, I don't, they don't need syringing, as far as I know. I mean, they had that newsreader, do you remember the other day, uh, from the television, and he'd gone deaf. So they fitted him with hearing aids, and now he can do it. But he said he, he wasn't sure if he could actually work with hearing aids. Yes, you can. You really can. Uh, Chris says, heat permitting, self and mum may toast my birthday with a Weatherspoons lunch here in Cardiff. Uh, I one what's this one yeah, yesterday purchased from local peacocks a three pack of hipster trunks hipster trunks god they sound awful they sound dreadful he says uh, yes thank you he says if any ladies are curious they won't be take my word for it I'm just telling you that now just you know for safety's sake uh, up the spike says Mark in Bristol he says I have been forced to listen to you on catch-up recently due to shift rotors. Don't forget to tell everybody if their shift changes, they can still listen on catch-up. I know I have to keep reminding people about catch-up. And it's free. It costs you not one one penny piece. Ian says I have to be up at half past eight. I'm going to struggle at work today. Half past eight. You want to get up when I get up? You want to get up when the producer gets up? Seriously, I mean, the other day he was here till about half past eleven. Was uh, amazing. Uh, Dominic the Milky says, "Come back to the Beck Theatre in Hayes. You know you loved it last time." Yeah, I've, I've done the Beck Theatre a few times actually, and I did love it. You're quite right. I did love it, but it, it has to be Central London for this one. When we when we were doing the show around the place, it was easy because I could go to go and see Jan um, at the Queen's in Hornchurch and all the other people that we met as we toured around. And uh, but I think for this one, it has to be. We've always done it Central London, and so I think we'll we'll probably end up doing central london again but i'm I'm looking forward to it so the uh, the kiss from uh, love is in the air h-e-i-r this is megan not supposed to be kissing like this they're not sort of two lovesick school children she's been married before and had loads of boyfriends and he's had a few girlfriends and is not very experienced but you know they kiss at these public events it's not right you don't see the queen grabbing older prince philip going go on give us a snog you don't get that at all do you and uh, so they're snogging in public. But it's not just... He's got his eyes closed. Dear God, I hope he doesn't forget where he is half the time. That would be very worrying, wouldn't it? Uh, the mirror, the same picture on the front. Chuck her up, love. She turned up apparently unexpected. Well, that's not approved of in the royal family. They're supposed to know about everything, aren't they? Well, she's just sort of popping in when she feels... Because she must be bored out of her mind. Uh, also, Fergie, thank you for saving my life. The ex-Man United boss pays tribute to the doctors and nurses who treated his brain hemorrhage. That's what we do. We do it very well in this country. We should always be grateful. Very grateful. Uh, here's uh, Paul McCartney. Pictures. Uh, him belting out the uh, the hits. And um, so uh, Jamie Carragher was there. He's apparently a footballer. What was he doing there? Was he, is he? Was he the one that spat out of the car window? Ugh, Disgusting. They were treated to songs. The new album. The album's called Egypt Station. I thought it was. Three hundred fans at the two-hour gig in the club where the Beatles last played in nineteen sixty-three. He'd only played there once before in nineteen ninety-nine. Introducing Lady Madonna, he paid tribute to his former bandmates. He said, "I can't come back here without flashing back to the early days when we stood here." He said, "I had to my left John, to my right George, and Pete Best. Pete Best was there." Afterwards, he told the mirror it brought back loads of beautiful memories and reminded me of where we started. Yeah, he's Paul McCartney. He can do whatever he likes, as far as I'm... He's Paul McCartney. He can do whatever he wants. He was a, he was a Beatle. 
It's as simple as that. Uh, the BBC paying Sir Cliff 850000 over privacy. Uh, they say the corporation may still appeal. I don't think so. It's been turned down. And uh, now there's a separate trial to decide how much Sir Cliff should get for loss of earnings and other costs. And I'm delighted for him. I couldn't be happier that, you know, after years, four years of this garbage going on, you know, finally, but it's taken its toll. It's taken its toll. He'd be the first one to admit it's taken its toll. But he's got he's got good friends around him. He's got good people there. You know, he should be allowed at the age of uh, 77 to uh, enjoy his life. He's given enough to this country, for goodness sake. But he, he was not in court yesterday. But they've got uh, one more thing. The judge will be deciding what the court... What you put on that, I've got no idea. Nothing compensates you for what he was uh, he was put through. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, ten minutes for Tom Swarbrick is here. The Daily Mail this morning. People who say they remember being born. <coughs> I have to sort of poo-poo it. But, I mean, if somebody wants to believe something like that, that's their... That's their... But I don't believe you remember that. They always say that if it's uh, before the age of two, you can't remember it. You might have... You might have conjured up an image, but you definitely can't remember it. Uh, also, Megan's kiss for her polo prince. You've got to stop doing this. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's all very new for him and he's all very excited by it. And she's an actress and all that kind of stuff. But this isn't how we expect the royals to behave. They're out at a public event. You know, he's sort of playing polo because it's really tough. And, uh, and she was obviously twiddling there, doing nothing. And then she turned up and they start snogging. I mean, really, get a room. Get a room. Get a lot of rooms. Uh, living beyond our means, families spending more than they earn for the first time since 1988. Uh, financial experts said the figures are profoundly worrying. Growing fears, credit card debt. I've lost track of the amount of times I've gone into somewhere and they go, you know, do, do you have a so-and-so credit card? And I go, no. Would you like one? No. I seriously don't. And yet I see people opening their wallets and shot out tons of these credit card things. It's also car finance deals and the return of supersized mortgages. All of which, you know, can go some way to making you earn... Uh, you need to earn a lot more money to start paying off these things. I try not... Well, if I don't, actually. I don't have anything that involves any repayments every month, thank you very much indeed. You know, apart from the usual things. Front page of the uh, Express, Alex's uh, thank you for saving my life, which is in all the papers today. And they've said, brace yourself for the hottest day of the year. Just grin and bear it. And the reason they're saying that is because they've got a picture of two bears. There was a picture the other day of a deer standing in a pond in Richmond Park uh, because it was so hot to cool off. And I should imagine insects must drive you mad. Absolutely drive you mad. Uh, spectacular Alzheimer's breakthrough. This is scientists hailing uh, results from a new Alzheimer's drug last night. The academics believe clinical trial results show it has true potential for slowing the incurable dementia condition. They say it could be available within five years. Not much hope to people at the moment, is it, really? In five years. Uh, the Guardian, billions wiped off Facebook value as it pays the price for data scandal. Doctors can prescribe cannabis medicine. And SOS, the summer of ABBA. Yeah, there's no end. It's just a perpetual money machine, isn't it, ABBA? They just... Uh, and you know that we've actually spoken to uh, to uh, ABBA before now, certain members. Really, really lovely. Seriously, such nice people. Such nice people. I don't, you know, some people are complete and utter so-and-so's in the business, and then other people are fantastic. Uh, also, cannabis medicines on the NHS front of the eye. Uh, Blood Moon went to watch tonight's lunar eclipse. You did know about the lunar eclipse, did you? I do hope so. I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy that one. It's uh, Blood Moon.
I can't wait. I don't know what time it is. What time is it? Is it good? Is it uh, nine nine ish God, I'm not sure I'll be awake that time. I struggle at the moment, but I shall I shall do my best. Do my best. Also, the police in the United Arab Emirates have found a blue diamond worth twenty million pounds. It was stolen from a company vault in the city and smuggled to Sri Lanka. A guard with a money transfer firm took the diamond and passed it off to a relative who smuggled it out of the country. They'll be enjoying the rest of their life in prison, I should imagine. Here's uh, at Centrebale Polo Club in Windsor, which was won by her husband's... T- I think people let them win, don't they? Whenever they, they play polo, it always seems to be that the royal family win. Uh, also, the anti-Semitic hate posts allowed by Facebook... Imran Khan assumes power in Pakistan, despite rival protests. And uh, where to buy now? The best and worst places for property value. Because you do want property value, don't you? Plus, uh, men's brains are hardwired for promiscuity. Uh, you know, if the pa- well, you've only got to look at Prince Harry for that one, honestly. I can't seem to stop it. There's something the matter with them. Mind you, it's all a bit new to him, I suppose. I mean, you watch it. A year's time, there won't be much. It should be walking behind him. You watch it. Let them get it out of their system. You know, because uh, if the passion you felt for your spouse in the first flushes of romance starts eventually to wane, there's a good chance you're a bloke. So there you go. Daily Telegraph, biggest uh, loser, Mark Zuckerberg, down 16 billion in one day. That's a bit of a loss, isn't it? Furnace Friday, that's what they're calling it, Furnace Friday. How the heat wave will change Britain. Uh, children urged to take a social media break. The NHS has given its backing to a mental health campaign that's challenging children to stop using social media for 30 days. I don't think it's possible. I don't think people can actually come off social media for 30 days. Also, Eurotunnel chaos. Thousands of passengers were left in limbo last night after the rail operator cancelled tickets for today as air conditioning units on the train failed in the heat. And you can't get on a train unless you've got something blowing over the top of you, really. You were lucky, actually. I've ch- I've changed the air conditioning in the studio because my hands went numb. Very rare that my, my hand goes numb, but on the odd occasions it does. It uh, possibly poor circulation, but all of a sudden because I adjusted the vents in this thing up here, and all of a sudden I was I don't know why I did that. I just did it, and I, I've readjusted them back. So now it's boiling here, but if you want to sit in the guest seat, your little hand will go numb within seconds. So it's, I haven't broken it. No, it's still working. I've still managed to get it down to plus 30 for you. So I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's nice. You could always work with your shirt off, couldn't you? I thought about that at the beginning of my programme. I was advised that for legal reasons it wouldn't be a good idea. So, you know, I thought I'd want to do that. Um, and, and the rest of it is just weather, weather, weather all the way through. It's weather. You're going to be... So we're either going to get thunderstorms in London today or we're not going to get thunderstorms in London today, in which case we're all going to be pretty fed up. Loads of you have said that, you know, there's been water and stuff like that and people have claimed that they've heard thunder and all sorts of things, which is great. You know, I'll believe it when I see it or hear it here in London. So if it's going to be the hottest day, I've decided I'm staying in... What are you doing? God, I mean, is a muff that important? Yes. I mean, why? What difference? It's not going to change your voice. You're still going to sound, you know, a little bit like David Beckham. But uh, anyway, I mean that in a caring way. Oh, we've got to go, I just realised. Just very quickly, there's a hearing aid centre near us, says Mike. I should imagine they're... Uh, They're all over the place. Somebody says they syringed somebody's ears out and they got a seashell. I suppose that's if you were sort of on a beach, isn't it? Or something. I think very unlikely you can get a seashell in your ear, but there you go. And, uh, and Jill says, bring it on. Housework, washing done early, ready for the heat. 
And then the other one from Felix. Beautiful red sunrise this morning. How does it go? Red sky at night? Shepherd's delight. Red sky in the morning? Shepherd's house on fire. Anyway, we'll be back with you um, uh, someday, actually. Someday we'll be back with you. And on my little bit extra, it's not that little, I'll tell you how desperate old Pricey's got. Now she's accepting freebie water bottles, which have been seen on Love Island to give to her toddler children. They're four. You'll also hear more about that gobby loser from the island who dragged her weary carcass in here the other day. Apparently, Mark Wright is going to make her an international star. I know. Plus, boring Amir Khan is trying to bounce back from his latest disaster, having called Caitlyn Jenner by her former name. Why don't you concentrate, Amir? All of my little bit extra, which is totally free and available very shortly from wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of the other programmes from last week for free on the Catch Up feature. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. Simple as that. Ten o'clock this morning, James O'Brien. I'm back with you Sunday morning between five and seven for the first proper look at the Sunday papers. And then uh, Sunday evening for In Conversation, the very popular topical programme which features people from the world of show business. Next, though, Nick Ferrari at breakfast with Tom Swarbrick. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.